and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this is the last ever CC Portable. So I thought it was fitting to stream for the first time ever. I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. We're about to find out. With me is YouTube's number one Blu-ray channel, <laughs> Buried on Mars, That's a.k.a. Right. Kevin. <laughs> I, I don't host the number one Blu-ray channel. I am the number one Blu-ray channel on YouTube. Uh, I like it. Thanks for being here. And uh, Matt Bandy, who's having some uh, audio difficulties. He was sounding really loud, so he's going to be figuring this out in a second. So I thought it'd be fun. You know, we could have postponed this, been a little bit later, but I want to see Matt Bandy try and figure this out. Curtis, you I, got, I uh, think just don't lie to them. We are not big enough to actually get Matt Bandy, and all we were able to get was Matt Bandy's chair and his background. That's true. It's a fake profile. That's a computer set up in another room, and we just put the name as Matt Bandy. I like how he puts his full name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Matt, I, 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 there's some people out there that you only know them by their full name, right? You, you must have friends that, like, you, you say their full name. Matt Bandy's one of those people. I would, I can't call him Matt. Even when I'm talking to him, I'm like, Hey, Matt Bandy. Yeah. What do you think about this? Hey, yeah. where should we go eat lunch? Matt Bandy. He's one of those people, right? You got any, you got, you know, people like that, right? It just rolls off the tongue. You know, it does. It does. So, um, this is fun. I've never streamed. I was telling you before we started this, I've never streamed before. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous. Like are you doing a fine job so far? You don't get to screw up. We got some people here in the comments, it looks like. Uh, it's Rocket Sauce, uh, Bill from Start to Continue. This is great. I don't know if they're still here. I think they are. They, they wouldn't want to miss a second of this. I think they're going to be here the entire time. And my ego is not going to be tarnished because they're not going to leave. So there we go. Oh, uh, oh, Matt Bandy's back. Perfect timing. Oh, my gosh. Matt Bandy, everybody. He can't hear us. I think he wet yeah. his hair. Look at that. I, th- I think that's... No, his hair's always wet. He's one of those people, yeah. just like where you have to always say his full name. His hair is always wet. Hair's always wet. Full. He looks like a wrestler. <laughs> Their hair's always wet. You ever notice that? Uh, yeah, well, they're always sweating, right? Because they just pumped up on roids and... I think roids make you sweat. Yeah. No, I think, well, they come to the ring wet. So I don't know what they're doing backstage, but yeah. they're pumping up. Pumping up. Good, good. Uh, Rocket Sauce says he's he's off today and he has no plans for a few hours. So, great. I mean, how, how lucky are we to have Rocket Sauce joining in? We are blessed. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is, I saw our ticker went up one. If you're just tuning in, this is the last episode ever of CC Portable. Finally, we got rid of Matt Bandy. Good God, <laughs> I hate that guy. Ugh, we, now we can talk about him behind his back. Right. <laughs> uh, we will eventually talk about portable games, I think. I don't know. I, I really didn't make an outline for this. Mm-hmm. You know, while we're here, why don't I talk about how CC Portable started? Right. Sounds good. Uh, the Cartridge Club was founded. Do you know the year that the Cartridge Club was founded? What was that like 2014, 2013, somewhere around there? I'm going I th- I'm pretty sure it was 2013. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure the Xbox 1 and PlayStation 4 was just coming out. Wow, are they that old already? Yeah. That's crazy. Blows my mind. 7 years. And I I I I would consider myself one of the early 
Cartridge Club members, maybe not as early as you, Kevin, or some of the other uh, folks out there. But I, I think I was, uh, I definitely wasn't Saved by the Bell, the new class. No. no. I was like season three, season two, maybe. Uh, no, I think you came, I think you came in around J-Rock's time, I think. Yeah. Say that. I'm going to say yeah. that. But anyway, I feel like I got in on the ground floor. You know, I'm not Steve Jobs or, or Wozniak, but I'm like whoever came after that. I don't know any more Apple people. <laughs> if, if we were ever to make Cartridge Club classic, you would definitely be in, in part of it. You, you are part of CC Classic for sure. Well, I definitely consider you an authority on Cartridge Club matters, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you are part of the longest running Pure Blood podcast connected to the Cartridge Club. That's, that is true. You know. We've so been around for a long time and can't stop talking. That means something. So anyway, I, I'm part of the cartridge club. I thought it was a great idea. I love the whole monthly thing, but it, it bothered me. I mean, we were like three years in or something at, at that point, and it was very hard. I always suggested portable games because I thought they never do portable games. And the one game I really wanted to play was Donkey Kong 94 or just Donkey Kong on Game Boy because I thought that was a really underrated game that nobody talked about this is it's funny talking uh, about five years ago or four years ago however long ago this was because i feel like so many underrated games that people were like hidden gems everybody knows about them now you know like uh anyway that's neither here nor there i wanted to play donkey kong and i suggested it month after month after month and they wouldn't play it and so finally i was like should i just start a podcast so i can finally talk about this stupid donkey kong game and uh, the more I thought about it, the more I was attracted to the idea. Uh, you know, this is right around that big podcast boom where everybody and their mother had to have a podcast. And I thought, well, I should probably have a podcast myself. Little known fact, uh, I actually, th this was not my first podcast. I had a podcast, Kevin, listen to this, listening. back in 2006 or 2007. That's really early. I was, I was, man, you want to talk about ground floor, a podcast? I was there, man. It was called Boy Cow Radio. Stupid title. I didn't come up with it. But me and my buddy, it was uh, uh, my buddy Travis. It, we were hosted on Collider.com, if you're familiar with that. It's kind of a movie news website. Okay. Um, and we talked about uh, movie news um, way back in the day. You know, I remember reviewing like Clerks 2. Right. Yep. So, oh, so that would have been 2006 because that came out in 2006. I remember reviewing Clerks 2 and um, giving it a perfect rating. Oh, wow. 2006, I was uh, <laughs> 18 or 19 years yeah. old. So uh, my tastes have definitely developed a little bit. Bandy's trying to get back in. Point being, uh, oh, good Lord. How you doing, Matt Bandy? Somehow, I'm doing okay. Somehow you got louder, if that's possible. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I'm so glad everyone else can hear this right now so they can see what we're hearing and, and listening to. I'm going to try one more thing. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. That sounds nope. pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Are you sure? I don't know. What does everyone else think in the comments? Rocket, Rocket Sauce, is he too loud? Matt, Matt, tell us about yourself. I don't want to talk about myself. I'm angry. <laughs> See, I'm never late for things, and I'm so flustered and frustrated right now. Oh, it's fine. It makes for good streaming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it still coming in super loud? It's got to be these headphones. 
I think you sound okay. I think you it's okay. okay. I think we can. I think we can deal with this. Okay. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us, Matt Bandy. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Let's just get this out of the way right now, Matt Bandy. I was doing the uh, the math here. You have uh, you hold the distinction of appearing on Cartridge Club Portable the most out of nice. anyone. Did you know that? I I had a feeling, but uh, you know I wasn't going to assume anything. Yeah, you were on. I think it was. I think this is your seventh appearance, if my math is correct. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, four, five. Okay, maybe this might be your sixth, sixth appearance. Pretty good though. Pretty good though, considering uh, we had uh, this is episode thirty-seven. So it's pretty good. Wow, not too bad. For a while, I thought Matt Bandy was running the show. I wish he would. I wish he would, because we were just Matt. We were just talking about how I got into this CC portable and why I started it, and uh, whether or not I got in over my head. Because here we are, some three years later, doing the last episode. Um, I think you've done a fine job, Curtis. I don't think you were in over your head. You, you handled things great professionally and put out a quality show every month and picked fun games and there was good interaction. And I can't thank you enough for, uh, doing this. I had a great time doing it. Uh, it was something that I was able to participate in on a monthly basis for the most part. And I couldn't always, uh, participate with the, uh, uh, prime games so to have a second option to where i could play on a monthly basis and um it was great well i see you got the check i sent you thank you very much for those <laughs> kind words it it bounced so we might have to talk about that off air so. <laughs> oh well don't worry uh, I'll, I'll venmo you whatever um yeah so i was before you uh, so rudely interrupted us i was talking about how i started the Cartridge Club uh, Portable, and the first episode I wanted to do was on Donkey Kong 94, right? And uh, I finally got up. Oh, wow. Is that sealed? It's not sealed, but it's a box copy. Oh, it's you got it in a, a protector? Is that what that it's is? It's in a protector, yeah. Mm, wow, that's sexy. Yeah. Is that complete? It is complete. Gosh, darn it. You got me even beat. I want to point out to anyone who's listening or watching right now, I'm in London and I am at uh, somewhere that's not where I live. <laughs> and uh, I don't have any of my stuff here aside from whatever I brought in my suitcase, which was definitely not my entire game collection. So uh, Matt Bandy and Kevin, you are definitely going to be able to outshine me on cool things that you can show the camera because... I, all I got is this uh, empty Coca-Cola bottle. Well, I just spent half of uh, what I was going to show, so don't get too excited. <laughs> well, uh, no, that's great. I'm, I'm jealous. I love that game. And um, Me too. That's why I, that's why I have it. <laughs> and uh, I got it out of the way. I got, I got Donkey Kong out of the way, right? Trying to finish this preamble about CC Portable. I got Donkey Kong out of the way, and then I realized, like, ah, oh, crap, I got to come up with like an actual show now where we talk about portable games every month. What am I going to do? And uh, a lot of them I put out uh, in the earlier episodes, I, I put out votes to you guys, what you wanted to play. I, I would maybe give you some choices. I was very open to suggestions. And uh, then it got to a point where I just was like, okay, I feel like, excuse me. I feel like we have enough suggestions. And I do need a bigger suitcase. Thank you. Uh, 
I have enough suggestions and I feel like I have games that I want to play and this is my shit. So I just started picking what I wanted to play. Um, and that is kind of what came to be as CC Portable. I don't really have an outline for this show today. I did write down uh, what we've played and I thought maybe it would be fun to take a trip down memory lane uh, of CC Portable. Maybe we can jump in and talk about some things along the way. Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Just some some fun memories about that. Uh, so, yeah. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. By the way, Ma- I want to uh, give a shout out to Kevin. Kevin has been editing and putting out CC Portable for me while I've been not at home. Uh, for the last few months during this global crisis we've been uh, living through. So special thank you to Kevin. You've been doing an aces job, and I couldn't have done it without you. Well, you're you're welcome, sir. It, uh, it really was uh, nothing. <laughs> and uh, I, I was happy to do it. Yeah. Well, you really, uh, you really stepped up and helped me when I needed some help. So thank you. And in fact, it was your suggestion to do this today this streamyard thing which i was really nervous about and i'm sure you saw that on our text back and forth sure. or, or got that hint mm-hmm. but uh we made it work and it's i mean people we got five people watching us right now in a while <laughs> we're, we're we're big time i think those are better than retro fandango numbers mm, yeah it is yeah <laughs> but honestly we uh we never really promote so you know i think that's part of our part of our problem well there you go this is the first time i've ever done this and we're already beating your number so yeah. <laughs> well you got, to tell you kevin i don't know what you're doing you got matt bandy that that's I, it i do have matt bandy well yeah you don't have bandy that, that's instant instant viewership right there goes a long way uh okay so let's talk about cc portable go down memory lanes memory lanes yeah let's go down all the there's, lanes of memory it's a couple of lanes yeah yeah so season, this was actually kind of fun. I was putting this list together earlier, and I had completely forgotten we'd played some of these games and some of these guests that we had on, so this was kind of fun. Uh, as I said, the first game we played was Donkey Kong 94. F- fantastic game, like right out the gate. I, I think I gave it a five. I, uh, perfect game to me. Um, but the one thing that I wanted to mention about this was uh, my first guest was none other than Vintage Video Game Geek, which you might be thinking to yourself if you're not familiar with this person who is vintage video game geek you might even do a search on the internet well guess what doesn't exist anymore vintage video game geek is scrubbed from the internet except for i'm very proud to say cc portable it's in the archives i can prove that he did once exist (laughs) he's actually he did a fandango a few fandangles actually oh so there you go we got some more proof yeah he's around Uh, he, he had a youtube uh, channel he had a podcast of his own probably one that inspired a lot of us uh the retro rejects and none of that stuff exists anymore yeah. that what how do you think what do you feel about that when people like delete everything like their whole channel i understand it <laughs> you you understand it yeah because uh, i've had uh where you just you, you get tired of having the same discussions over and over again especially on youtube like that stuff just lives there forever and you'll get a comment on something that's like, you know, that you did six years ago. And so I really don't want to have this conversation uh, anymore. 
Um, and maybe you just want to reboot and restart and all that, start fresh. So I understand it, um, but I, I'm not at the point where I would do it myself. What about you, Matt Bandy? You don't. You're not a big content uh, putter outer person. You. Uh, you're more. No, of a more vulgar. of a. Yeah, and I'm. I'm bummed that the, uh, especially the Retro Rejects podcast is gone because that was pretty much my introduction to the Cartridge Club, to uh, the, you know, the retro gaming community. Uh, that was the first podcast I ever subscribed to, first podcast I ever downloaded. Um, and it was through uh, Chris's NES Complex's channel is how I discovered it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... It, it's unfortunate that it's gone because it's, you know, I, I would sometimes go back and listen to old episodes uh, because it's kind of reminds me of, of a more uh, simpler time when uh, our, our community was a little bit smaller and uh, a little more just focused on, on games and the enjoyment we got from that. And I'm almost nostalgic for um, those feelings of nostalgia Um so it's kind of a, a, a strange uh, thing, but yeah, I mean, it's it's his stuff. He can do what what he wants. It's just yeah, for me as a as a consumer and someone who enjoys the show, it's you know, it's selfish of me to uh, to think that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer because it's I, it's I, yeah, I love the show and uh, uh, yeah, it just sucks that it's gone. I agree. I miss I miss that stuff. Um, but what can you do? You know, life moves on. That's what happens. And we're going to move on to the second game we played, which is Tetris DS. Now, oh, yes. this game, I'm not a big puzzle game or even Tetris guy, to to be uh, honest. But I loved me some Tetris DS. And I really got into uh, playing against someone Um uh, what do they call it when you do it on the DS, but with someone who's in the same room as you? I forget what that's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Me and it's my like buddy. like a local, local play. Ad hoc? Lo- yeah. No, not whatever Kevin said. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I got really into playing it with uh, my buddy, Edgar. And that month that we played it, um, I, I, I got more into Tetris than I've ever been in my entire life. And yes, Rocket Sauce was the second guest on that show and i was very happy to have you thank you ryan uh you were a fantastic guest um did you guys you guys play uh tetris ds oh yeah i love that game it's it's one of the best it's being my top five easy on the ds maybe top five handheld games yeah it's up there i i think i might put it in my top five of ds games as well it was really fun do you remember doing the uh high score challenge for that too Oh, uh, did we do the high score? I, I don't, I, no, I don't remember. We yeah, did. That, that was, that was back when, uh, we were doing the high score challenge on cartridge club, which I believe was started by Kevin and, and Richard. Richard's thing. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Richard's thing. Okay. Do you remember who had the high score for that? Was it you, Matt Bandy? Nope. Who was it? It was my wife. Oh, oh really? This, this was the only interaction she'd ever had with the club ever at all. And uh, she loves Tetris. She's like almost like a Tetris savant. And uh, she was obsessed with it that month. And um, 
it was funny to see her kind of getting involved in that and wanting to beat the score. And uh, yeah, she got a ridiculous score that uh, beat my score. Yeah, yeah. I you know, and, and I really tried when it came to picking the games and what I tried to have as much variety as possible every season. I look at it and try not to just fill it with, you know, the same stuff over and over. And I definitely wanted to show some love to uh, puzzle games. Plus just explore stuff that I had never played before. But, and this was one of those games that I'd always heard about. Everybody talked about um, that. It was one of the best Tetris games. And so, yeah, super glad I played. It. I completely forgot that your wife yes. uh, did to beat my score. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Really good. Uh, the third game we played was notable for two reasons. Uh, it was the first appearance of one Mr. Matt Bandy as the special guest. And it was possibly my least favorite game we played okay. in all of CC Portable. And that was Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of this one. You remember this one, Matt? What, what? I do. Yeah, I played it on the PSP. And um, it was the first time I'd ever played a GTA game. And uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I don't think was... that's a good introduction to the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Yeah. It, I'm trying to think back on it. it. Yeah, I remember the story being weird and the the weird faces that were talking, but had strange. You know, the lips wouldn't move, but there would be dialogue, and yeah. it was. Uh, that was like PS1 style. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of average. Yeah. I think we did our best to try and sound like it was a worthwhile game. I don't really yeah. remember. That was so early on. I had more fun doing like the little um, tattoo rhythm game on it than I did playing the, the normal oh, game. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I like that game. <laughs> I, I played it on the DS, though. I, and I think, well, I played it on the DS as well. Oh, you played it on the PSP, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Randy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I believe it's a pretty well game in your it just was not for me. Assuming yeah. that's Kevin's like, yep, <laughs> nothing, nothing more to say about Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Well, I, I was just playing some Grand Theft Auto Five before, like earlier today, and uh, I, I just love that series. I love like the sense of humor and everything in it. It just like a lot of the stuff that they do in those games is inspired from 70s crime stuff and that, like a lot of their stories and characters and threads. And like, you know, you just put on like the old 70s radio and drive around in those games. And I don't know, I really like them. And I thought like for what a, a portable system could do at the time, Chinatown Wars did it as best as it could, you know, bringing that handheld. I mean, it's notable for being the... Uh, I think it was the first Grand Theft Auto game on a Nintendo console, if I remember. I think it's the only one that's on a Nintendo console. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. Um, Which is why I wanted to play it. I I am interested. I've always wanted to check out the other uh, portable uh, Grand Theft Autos on the PSP, like Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories, I believe. Uh, is on the PSP. Haven't gotten around to them, but I know those are more in line with the GTA 3, 4, 5 uh, style. Just say the, 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 the PlayStation 2 versions of those games. The, is it not good? The frame rate is just atrocious. Uh, like oh, okay. 15 frames. Like, it's really, really bad. Yeah, no bueno. Uh, hello, Julian Vega. 
Oh, graduate for joining us, Julian Vega. That that is correct. Yes, congratulations. Just got his degree in, uh, uh, I don't know, neurosurgery or something. I forget. Something. Um, Yeah. Moving on to uh, the fourth game, Mega Man ZX. I love Mega Man games, and there's a there. There's surprisingly a. There might be more Mega. I think this is a fact. I think there's more Mega Man. handheld games than there are um console games because of the battle network games and the zero franchise there's just there's a ton and zx is kind of i don't know feels a little lost in a shuffler at least it did three years ago uh that was a lot of fun p2 or sorry game buzz mark was a guest on that show uh fun game you guys have anything to add about Mega Man ZX? Yeah, I, I'd never heard of that series until you uh, said we're going to play it on the for the show. But yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it too. I actually think the sequel, Mega Man ZX Advent, is superior. Um, so if you if you were to only play one, I would check out the the sequel. It, number five was Resident Evil Revelations. This was our first uh, October game. You know, we always did a Halloween game or a scary game, whatever, for um, October. And this game was notable because it was, I believe, the last appearance ever of the guest, Lo Burton. And to this day, I don't think anybody knows what the F happened to Lo after this. We had... Low, she used to go by the handle Nintendo on Twitter, and um, we had had some interaction on the the Cartridge Club Prime, uh, talking about uh, I forget what it was, Crash Bandicoot or Resident Evil, I have some game we were on there together, and you know we had good chemistry, but we we go ahead, Kevin. Resident Evil Four, she was on the Resident Four show of uh, CC Prime, and she uh, trashed the game, and you're a big fan of that game. Yeah. And so we, we had uh rivalry was born right there. A rivalry was born, but we had great chemistry. I thought like it was, it was fun. And, and so I wanted to bring her back on the show to talk about another Resident Evil game, see if I could change her mind. And she did. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. And then poof, gone, never to be seen again. And I, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. She just had enough of us. (laughs) I get it. Weird, right? Like, well, sometimes I had enough. I have enough of you people, and I'm ready to pull in a ten low. But, but I'll tell you, I feel like I like I've always wondered: is it something that I did or said, or like, no? A part of me just feels like because it was right after that that she disappeared. I was like, man, I hope I didn't offend her or something. Like, uh, I yeah, I've always kind of sat with that, and and I know it's probably silly, but a little part of me is like. I don't know. I just feel like I contribute <laughs> leaving the internet for some reason. But she had a website. I don't even know if her website's so. still up. Yeah, that's yeah. That was it used to be, and then she gained. That's right. Yeah, big mystery. We miss you, Lo. If you're out there, uh, we miss you. Yeah, bummer. The website's still there. It just hasn't been updated since October fifth, twenty seventeen. Exactly. Which. October was when she was on for this game. Yep. Hopefully nothing happened to her. Yeah, I hope she's all right. I hope it was I hope I, I would rather it be she left 
for whatever reason, then something happened to her. So, you know, hope you're out there. Hope you're safe, Lo. Uh, but that's what, when I think about Resident Evil Re- Revelations, it's like all I think about. I don't even, I don't even F the game. <laughs> it's a good game. I enjoyed it. It is a good game. You, you should play it. I that was the first Resident Evil game I played. The first? Wow. First the very ever, yeah. first? Very first, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you gone on to play the other ones since? Nope. That's it. <laughs> you have no interest, huh? Well, I, I've never really had consoles that played those those games so that was my yeah i i I had some friends in high school or in college who had it on playstation and i remember watching them play it but i never never played it myself so that was that was another that was a first for me too yeah well you should definitely play some more resident evil games they're great you can play you got the psp you can play the ps1 games on that yeah want to Wow. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of Resident Evil handheld games. Actually, one game that I always wanted to play for CC Portable we never got to was Resident Evil Gaiden. You guys ever play that? No, I know of it, but no, it's it's not an easy game to come by either. I actually brought it with me on this trip that oh, really? I'm on right now that I've gotten stuck on, and uh, I did play it, and I beat it. Um, I, I'd like to remind anyone who's joining us, you know, this was actually also this month was CC portable mania. You could play whatever game you wanted. And, uh, I actually played a couple games. I played super Mario land two, which we can talk about in a bit. And I played resident evil Gaiden. And, uh, it's really strange. Do you, are you guys familiar with it? I, I think somebody do a video on it. I can't remember who, but I remember it not being exactly resident. Was, was it on the GBA? I was on the Game Boy Color originally. Oh, okay, yeah. That, I've only ever heard of it, and remember just thinking, "Oh, it's weird that a that was out on a Game Boy Color." It's really odd, um, but for adapting Resident Evil to a Game Boy Color, I thought they did a bang up job. Really, really interesting. The combat system is really bizarre. Uh, you almost go into like a first person view with a little, you know, like when you're golf, you're playing a golf game and you got the little slider at the bottom going back and forth. That's kind of how you shoot in Gaiden. And you, and you want to hit, there's like a little kind of like pinpoint that you want to get close to, to, to hit them and get a direct hit or, you know, strong hit. Really interesting. Um, pretty fun game. But one thing I'm going to spo- spoiler alert for anybody who's never played it. The end of the game, you, the, 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 star of the game is leon kennedy right at the end of the game you come to find out that leon has been turned into a, a bio weapon or whatever they they call it uh um you know he's basically infected with one of the viruses and they've never brought that up i don't know if that's canon in the resident evil series but that's kind of a big deal in uh in my book so sorry spoiler alert if anybody hasn't played it So, <laughs> got that going for you. We played Pat Upon. We played Pat Upon after that. It was a rhythm game. I wanted to do a rhythm game. Uh, game Buzz Sean was my guest on that one. That is the first CC Portable game I never finished, and I still haven't finished it yet. Um, I liked it. Not for me. Hmm. I, did, did, I, I. Either of you play it? Yeah, I played it. Um, I, I love rhythm games, so uh, this was definitely a, a weird, a different take on a rhythm game with the like the fighting element. Mostly like rhythm games that I played have 
were like music related. Uh, so this had like some RPG elements and a little more strategy to it. But I played it on the PSP and I got to a point in the game where you would, it was a rhythm you had, a specific rhythm you had to do to call down like some bigger weapon. And every time, I think it was something that was like a glitch in the game that I had, it would kind of skip. So I could never physically do the rhythm correctly. So it would screw up every single time. And I, I couldn't get past whatever level it was because of that. So I, I couldn't finish the game. But um, And that's something I, I haven't gone back to or gotten another copy. But it was it was fun. And I think they did a, a sequel to it that I never, never checked out. But yeah, I was... Uh, I enjoyed it, but it was like couldn't physically couldn't do it, couldn't get past that part because of whatever was wrong. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed it too. I, I um, they actually did two sequels to it. There's a two and oh. all three came out on the PSP. I never finished it either. I could not. Uh, I, I hit a wall. I generally don't like rhythm games. I even can't stand it when games wedge in like a rhythm game section in it because I'm having fun with the game and then it, you know, forces me to do a rhythm game thing. Um, but the RPG elements in that really, yeah, that really had me uh, uh, invested in that game. But yeah, I got to a point where it just got uh, too difficult and I couldn't, I couldn't move on. Um, and then I started playing Pat Upon 2 and it's like, well, this is, <laughs> this is pretty much this. They didn't really do too much to change it up. I found. Was that exclusive to the PSP? Yeah, all. Okay, yeah. I believe, unless there's like a PS4 version or something, I I don't know about. But at the time, yeah, they were all just PSP games. Made by Sony too. At uh, mm. one of their branches. Matt, is someone building a kitchen behind you or something? Uh, yeah, my daughter is building a kitchen. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Uh, sounds amazing. Sounds like it's gonna be a really good kitchen. <laughs> After that, we played Kirby's Dreamland, uh, the first one. Very fun game. Uh, this was great because my guest was Luke from Retro Nonsense. I got one of the, the Retro Nonsense uh, crew on there, which actually Luke was on there before Duke. So a little, little factoid. He was a great, great guest. Very fun game. I think we all can agree Kirby's Dreamland is kind of a must play for the Game Boy. Absolutely. <laughs> Matt, he either doesn't like the game or he's angry at his daughter oh he's, he muted himself <laughs> good call Matt. uh after that we played okay i like the game a, okay <laughs> he likes the game great thank you we played metroid prime pinball after that and hello speaking of the q dogs uh mighty q dog has joined the chat uh this game was fantastic and my guest was uh mrs q dog i i can't get enough of this game this I don't know if I would put it in the top five as uh, like you must own this for the DS, but it might be in my top five for DS games. I absolutely adore this game. I think it's so fun. And I think we even did a high score challenge on this one. If I, uh, there we go. Matt's back. If I remember correctly, Matt, you got something to say? You, you I got the high, high score. score. Yeah, you anyway, he's son of a gun. I was so skeptical when this game uh you said we we're going to play this because I'm I'm not really a fan of uh, uh, I love pinball, but like I'd never played any um, virtual pinball that I liked, and I I got I went crazy on this game. I yeah. even um, oh, it, we were playing. I was I, I went to I went down to visit you 
while we were playing this game and you were still at work and I stayed outside your apartment for like at least a couple hours. <laughs> I got there early and just played Metroid Prime Pinball. Crazy. Yeah, really fun game. Yeah. Uh, especially if you can get the... Uh, it's supposed to come with the Rumble Pack mm -hmm. for, the, for the DS. Uh, DS Lite. And yeah, I, I can't... This this one was... A, you know, when I think back of all the games we played at Metroid Prime or uh, on CC Portable, this was up there for me. There was kind of a steep learning curve to that game to where once you figure out what to do and get a feel for it, it really opens the game up. And I love that you could, there was like a boss battle and there was kind of like an almost a pseudo ending to the game. Yeah. And um, I forget who, there was somebody else, that I whether it was Rocket Sauce or somebody, I was going, we were going back and forth on, on scores. And uh, yeah, I even kept it open overnight or i kept my the the ds on overnight uh to keep my game going uh because uh, i had a good game going and it was time for me to go to bed but didn't finish it so i woke up this was at your place too and i woke up immediately in the morning and just started started playing again i love that game good times we had some good times back then before Madness. When are we get to have another slumber party, Mandy? Soon, I hope. Yeah, Kevin, you ever gonna come down? You want to? You know, you can join the uh, California crew with uh, Matt Bandy and Chris Roberts and I. Mm, get a, uh, get a, a, a president, uh, a different president, so it's safer for us Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta make it political, Kevin? We're just talking about slumber parties, man. Question. I, I answered it the best I could. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Well, you know, we're in three different countries right now. Yeah, it's true. Between the three of us, how crazy is that? Uh, okay, well, slumber parties. We'll we'll table that for for the moment um, because, man, this next game can't wait to talk about it. Metroid Fusion, and this was the first time that I didn't like the guest I had. Uh, <laughs> I thought I I thought I oh look at that Matt Bandy's got man this looks so sexy uh, you know that the, the oh look case, here Kevin's leaving <laughs> Kevin's leaving finally good um uh oh oh everybody's oh, showing off their yeah, Metroid sure. who's got the better one who's got the better one oh mine for sure because mine has this big sticker on the back of it <laughs> there you go yours has yours says something different up top too yeah it's like the yeah. French is it the fr right. Canadian yeah, version or Right, so I get the Canadian version. Oh, obviously, the American Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I like I like my Canadian versions. Thank you very much. People like get really upset that there's French on everything Canadian, but I'm like, hey, that makes it unique, right? Ours it, usually have Spanish, so makes it a a, a variant. I have a variant. Well, I'm jealous because I don't have any Metroid fusions to show you. But no, Kevin, Kevin, this was the first time you were on CC Portable. Do you have any? memory you, you're a big metroid guy i am i love um i love my metroid and uh yeah this it's it's a fun game it's a good game uh i think zero mission is better and i think we'll get to that in a bit but uh yeah this is definitely a game worth playing and it's um it's a lot of fun and i had fun playing it on cc portable yeah actually uh, before we move on this was the first time i did a who do you love poll this was the february game and i i always like to do a who do you love you know that george thorogood song um mm -hmm. i would pit samus against zelda because there's a ton of games for both and i wanted to see who 
would win between the two and Samus won this first one. And then uh, uh, Metroid fusion, I think for whatever reason was the game that we, we chose. Uh, but that's interesting. Cause we'll get back to that in a little bit. Uh, then we moved into our very first March madness, which was, probably my favorite month of the year. Every time we did CC portable, it was instead of playing just one game, I would give you a system and you could play anything on that system. And I probably should have been a little bit more specific with this first one, but whatever, I was still figuring it out. It was anything on the DS or the 3DS. That's a, that's almost like two systems. So you get the big, big library there. Um, But that was a lot of fun. Had Chris Roberts on and got a lot of, interaction from everyone in the cartridge club i think that's that's why i liked it the most is it felt like it was almost like a clip show you got everyone chiming in from the cartridge club really fun uh glad we did that um after that we played sonic the hedgehog uh, for the game gear i think it's the one and only game gear game we ever played and uh mighty q dog was the guest on that episode and that was probably just objectively the worst game that we played on CC Portable. Did either of you play that one? I did. I played it on the, I think I downloaded it for the my 3DS. And uh, did anyone actually play it on the Game Gear? Or did everyone play like a... I wanted to. I, I, I uh, But that I had just recently gotten a Game Gear. And I uh, didn't realize that the capacitors were out on it. Um, so I wasn't able to to play it i had to i had to get it on my 3ds as well uh, but yeah it's it's basically just the master system version of the first sonic the hedgehog which i guess isn't terrible i don't know maybe that wasn't the worst game we played well it was uh, i remember it was zoomed in like mm-hmm. oh that's the problem with the game gear yeah far enough ahead of you and so you can see what was coming and a lot of blind jumps fast yeah you know yeah but uh, yeah. I think I think Mighty Q Dog's upset that <laughs> we're trashing the game that he was on. Well, he's a big Sega guy. He's the big big uh, Sega uh, aficionado of uh, this uh, us cartridge clubber. Sorry, I got an itch on my butt. I just got an itch just really quick. Oh, on your butt, okay. dude! It's like right above the crack. It's kind of like the top. You know, it's like if I had a whale tail or that is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, you know. Uh, Nobody can see this, so feel free. I thought, aren't we? Aren't people watching this? I I don't think they're really watching it. They're probably they have us on the second screen while they're doing something else, right? Okay. Well, in that case, let me itch my nuts. (laughs) There we go. Uh, And then to to cap off season one of um, Cartridge Club Portable, we played Phoenix Wright, uh, Ace Attorney on the DS, and Shelby from Bonus Barrel was uh, my guest. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever play another Phoenix Wright game. It was fun, but wasn't wasn't really wasn't really my jam. It's kind of it's kind of like a visual novel type game. A lot of reading. I don't mm-hmm. like my I don't like my portable games to have too much reading in them. You know, it's supposed to be kind of pick up and play. But it was a fun game. I I can I know Shelby really loves the Phoenix Wright games. It's got to be a, a balance. I I think I don't know. There's something about like like I play. I think you're. I think you're going to talk about this 999 and yeah, we'll that, to that really invested me um, because of the story, but something like Phoenix, right? It just, it, it wasn't a, a story that compelled me, you know? Yeah. I agree. And that was season I enjoyed one. It. Oh, you did. Sorry. Matt. Bandit's yeah. That's a, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, oh. go ahead. Please regale us with <laughs> all of your love you want to show Phoenix Wright. Yeah, no, I, I do it. I, I enjoy that series. I think that the... Sometimes they can run a little bit long, uh, especially that first one. But I think the first one's kind of a almost like a it added something on to it that wasn't originally part of the the game. But uh, I've always liked point and click adventures, and I uh, I thought that was a fun series. By the way, Curtis uh, Rocket Sauce is asking you to uh, smell your fingers. I did actually. I smelt the wrong ones. Oh. That was what I was scratching with. Oh gosh, what is that? Huh. Probably see a doctor. <laughs> Probably. Hey, got the uh, got the uh, NHS over here, man. <laughs> National Health Service. Don't have to worry about health insurance over here. Oh, I'm giving away where I am. Uh, I'm in London. I'll just say it. I'm in London right now. Did I say that before? I'm not sure. I'm in jolly old England. Jolly old England. Uh, okay, so before we move on to season two, uh, Kevin had a really great idea. He wanted to talk about the top three games we didn't ever play on cc portable that you wanted to play so nice. matt, matt bandy i know you're figuring this out for the first time i'm gonna let kevin go first because he uh he, he i think he's already got them yep pulled up i got my props here ready to go for all the people who are watching and uh, feel free to leave a comment anybody who's watching uh, and we'll we'll give yeah, you a what, shout out stuff you want to play what game did cc portable not get to at this point so uh, number three on my list, the third top game that we that you never got to on CC Portable. I was hoping they would, uh, and I know like Curtis is not a fan of this series, but I was hoping if he played this game, he might actually get into it. And that is uh, on the Game Boy. I don't know if you can see that Castlevania Two, <sighs> Belmont's Revenge, which. For me, this is the best um, version, handheld version of the original Castlevania games, uh, like, like the old NES ones. Um, the first Castlevania, like everything that Curtis complains about with Castlevania games, that's Castlevania Adventure. That's the first Castlevania game. Like the, everything's too slow and really awkward and that. But this game, they really, uh, they they enhanced it. Like it's uh, refined it. Uh, I think it's excellent. And then the third game is just way too expensive. It's crazy. So never got to that one. Uh, let me just interject here really quick. It's so funny you should bring that up, Kevin, because the, that was actually one of my choices. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, because every year we always did for Halloween, for the October game, we always did a, a vote. Right. right. I always put some like spooky That's, games up. Right. And I know that there was a, a section of CC Portablers that wanted to play a Castlevania game and specifically one of the Game Boy ones. And it and I really want, because I have that game and I've never played it, but um, you should play uh, it. never won the, the poll. So I, that was actually one of mine too. So maybe I'll have to think of something else, but continue. There have been other Castlevania games on the Game Boy Advance and on the, on the DS, but I find those games, they're more like Metrovania style games. And they're, for me, they're a little too deep for, uh, a handheld game like you get really lost with the map and all that stuff um i never could get into those i really enjoyed just like the straight platformers uh for the for the handheld games anyways um second on my list is uh, a racing game on the psp curse you did not do enough if any racing games on the psp and my number one would be burnout legends so this was kind of like um a greatest hits package of the First three games that came out on console, uh, a lot of the uh, same cars and uh, same uh, tracks, and it, and it has crash mode 
on it. And I thought that would have been a lot of fun uh, to uh, you know get the high score thing going uh, again and uh, having everyone play the burnout game on the PSP. So that was my number two. Ha- Sorry, okay. I just have another thing. Had we done another season of CC Portable, uh, the next PSP, n- next time we did a PSP game, it was going to be a racing game, and I wanted to do one of the burnouts. Well, so, Legends would be the one to do because that one is like good to it, know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I felt bad that we never did a racing game. I really wanted to do that. I felt like that was one of the the genres that we never touched. But um, you know, what can we you got- do? We're done now. Yeah. Okay. So the number one game, and I know I've mentioned this game to Curtis a few times. I think Duke has mentioned this game to you as well a few times. Unfortunately, now it is a super rare and expensive game to buy, which is really unfortunate. And it's exclusive to the Nintendo DS. And it's all unfortunate because I think it's one of those games that more people should play. And I wish it would come out on their their eShop or something like that. More people get to play a retro game challenge which is just a joy to play it is based on a tv show in japan that i think might still be on and it's about this guy that hosts this tv show and he gets kids to he actually takes kids and pulls them into games and the kids have to play the game in order to get out of the tv and back home although a lot of times i don't know why they want to go back home it seems like they're having a lot of games. Um, but this game uh, believe it or not, it came out in 2007, I think. And this was like the first, in the the JRPG mini game in this game was the first JRPG I had ever played. And it actually wow. was a gateway drug to JRPGs because I, I just, I, I never really got into them. I was like a computer guy and I was a computer kid. And there was a lot of like JRPGs was like Dungeons and Dragons, you know, like roll the dice, create a character and all that stuff. And I, anytime I would just see numbers flying out of someone's head, I just like that. That's not a game for me. Um, but uh, you know, this game forces you to to play some different genres. And uh, I started playing this. I'm like, what is this? What is this nice little gem of a game? I've never played anything like this. And so I went to look it up online, and it said this is like uh, like a Dragon Quest game, an early Dragon Quest game. And that was it. I, it opened up the floodgates. And the next thing I knew, I was playing, I was rushing to play every Final Fantasy game before Final Fantasy 13 uh, came out. And I owe it all to Retro Game Challenge. And there's a lot of bunch of other fun stuff on here too. Like there's a shoot 'em up and all sorts of great things. I actually want to play it again now. Well, fantastic choice. And uh, I actually, I, I know that was on the poll in, I uh, believe season one somewhere when i was doing a lot more polls back yeah. then ne- never got there i would have loved to play it too um never got to it i actually recently just sold my copy of it and not so much that i wanted to get rid of it i mean i was looking to kind of slim down the collection a little bit and i i wasn't really intending to sell that but i kind of had it tucked in to make my ds stuff that i had for sale look a little bit better and of course they chose that one but i also did kind of want to get rid of it because and this is really stupid the spine of my game uh had a little sun fading on it and <laughs> other uh, otherwise the rest of the game was like perfect but because the the yellow on the spine was like a little little faded i it drove me nuts couldn't yeah. couldn't handle it so. so you wanted an excuse to buy a pristine copy kind right? of yeah, yeah. kind of i mean wow. come on you guys can 
you 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 can understand that, right? I, just I understand. Old school manuals with all like you know color photos and you know images and it's such a cool little game. Like the guy, like you play um, as as these kids, and they're playing at the TV. They're at the TV, and then it's like the one kid will be like, "How do we get past this part? I don't know. Go to the shelf and get the uh, you know whatever issue of video game magazine." <laughs> it off the shelf and you look through to find the spot in the game to get through in that it's it's such a great little game and i wish yeah i wish that more people were able to play it well fantastic choice uh why don't we move into season two and after we finish season two we'll, we'll get to you matt go whatever you want sure um just to shake it up a little bit so season two of cc portable this was a this was now I kind of started getting a little bit more experimental in season two of CC Portable. I started really picking games from my collection that I had owned for a long time and never played, which was a lot of what we're about to talk about. Uh, we started with Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I had played this. I just I always liked to start each season with kind of like a heavy hitter, great, great game. And uh, so why not Link's Awakening? Our guest was NES Complex. I don't think there's much to be said about this game that we don't already know. It's a fabulous game. You should play it if you haven't throw it to you guys i played the uh, dx version so it had an extra castle or a du- uh, extra dungeon, dungeon yep. yeah yeah i've, I've uh, i'm embarrassed to say i've never actually finished it i got really far in it though um and then i lost my save so now it's it's one of those games i have to gear myself up to to go back and start from the beginning um but yeah it's it's a it would easily be in my top five, if not top three, uh, Game Boy games for sure. Oh, yeah, hands down. Uh, and then we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Back to the Sewers. Really weird game to do on CC Portable. I know it was part of a, a poll I did. We were going to do a Ninja Turtles game for sure. And I, this was fun. I remember I had people just vote on their favorite turtle, and I had secretly attached a game to each turtle and depending on which turtle won was uh the, was the game we were going to play so it was kind of random um and i i want to say donatello won the poll which i did not expect i really thought it was gonna be Raphael or michelangelo i knew leonardo wasn't gonna win but anyway donatello won and this was uh what we played and uh i actually had billy from the game chasers on as my guest i was a uh, that was a neat get. I felt so bad for him, though. The the one story I have from this that you might not know is is Billy had just had. I didn't realize this. He had just had uh, a baby. Well, not him, but his wife or whatever. <laughs> just had a baby, like I, within the last month or within the month of us doing that. And so he was in that new father, getting no sleep, kind of delirious, uh, kind of sick state, you know, and. I, I I just like I just want to s- send a shout out and a thank you to him. I kind of real I, I kind of found that out afterwards when we were talking about after we did the podcast and I felt so bad I was like oh my god like because I was really hey hey you ready you ready to go you good to go and you know how you kind of hound people like hey okay just making sure you're still on for this da, da, da. anyway he came through it was fun um, and that's that's my TMNT two story weird weird game pretty good yeah I enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of actually the Ninja Turtles have a pretty good track record with portable games. There's quite a few of them and they're almost all pretty good. Um, 
they're they're either like good to really good. Um, but there's not really many bad Ninja Turtle games out there on portable systems. As I'll just add, uh, Curtis, you your your audience is mostly nerds, and the nerds love Donatello. I guess so. I did. I, 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 who's who's your guys' favorite turtles? Hello, I'm a nerd. Really, Bandy, Michelangelo, mm. Michelangelo. See, growing up, I was always a Raphael guy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he was always well, a jerk. Well, he's cool but cruel. <laughs> I think I think because I I kind of grew up watching the movie, and he's kind of the star of the movie. Mm. He's he's the turtle that gets the most, and so I think that really influenced my uh, decision on that growing uh, up. Was always the best character to play in video games, so too because he had the reach. got the range. Mm-hmm. No, I agree definitely. Um, after that, we played Elite Beat Agents. So we played another uh, rhythm game. I had uh, my guest was Marmel, aka Five Game Suicide. Really, th- this game kind of came out of nowhere. This this ended up being really fun, um, and I and I got into it. It's a very stylus heavy game on the DS, but I dug it. You guys got anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, rhythm games, but I it's I guess it's the RPG thing or something like that. But it it's another one that I I was invested in. For, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I love this. I love this game. Um, I'd actually played it previous to uh, uh, CC Portable, uh, but I actually played through to the to the finish on um, on this one. And actually, when you beat it, it unlocks harder levels too. And that game was no joke. And I forget what what song towards the end. God, I hate that song too. And it was just like insult to injury because I kept on having to I, listen to it and play, and I couldn't beat it. And oh my god, it was one of the last songs. Was it Rolling Stones? Was it like Paint It Black or something? No, there was a Rolling Stones song on there, but I oh think Paint god, It Black. It I, I remember like the third or second to last song, just like a not. It was so hard. Uh, I I had to replay it over and over and over again. Um, what I found. It, it would sometimes they would um some of the rhythms that you would have to play weren't like the ones that you thought you like they would be like it would pick up like a bass line or a drum line instead of like the main like vocal track or um uh like the guitar riffs and stuff so it, it would kind of jump from from um different things and i thought that yeah. that was neat but uh, yeah god that was a fun game but whatever song that was at the end that drove me nuts Hmm. Uh, by the way, Rocket Sauce corrected me. It's it's Raphael is cool but rude. Oh, right, because that rhymes with Michelangelo is a party dude. I'm an idiot. Nerd. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Rocket Sauce. Uh, Gargoyles Quest. That was the next game. And my guest was Chris R. Um, Gargoyles Quest, fun game. The only story I have for this was uh, the Elite Beat Agents, I believe, was um, chosen. That was a, uh, I had everybody put their names who wanted to submit a game in a hat, and I randomly picked, and whoever got picked, that was the game we were playing. And I had, uh, Chris R had submitted himself, and I forgot to put his name in the hat. And uh, so he called me out on it, and I said, well, I'm going to make it up to you, buddy. The next month, I believe that was uh, that was September, was Gargoyles Quest. I said, next month is Chris R. Month, baby. And we're just dedicating the whole month to you. And we played his game, which was Gargoyles Quest. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
And that was uh, that was how we played Gargoyles Quest. You guys, uh, did you guys ever play the Gargoyles Quest game? Not, not before the show. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Clearly, we have lots to talk about with Gargoyles Quest. <laughs> Uh, we played Luigi's Mansion after that. That was our our October game of that month. I was surprised that won the poll that month. It really ran away. Uh, Lu- Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, I should clarify, for the 3DS. And Duke was finally on CC Portable. Um, had a lot of fun. Turns out, you know, I like Luigi's Mansion. Not as big of a fan as I thought I would be. This game is very repetitive. Very repetitive. This was one of the few CC Portal games that I actually didn't play. You son of a gun. I apologize. It's my dirty little secret. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I kind of have the same, maybe Mars, you can chirp in on this one. It reminded me a lot of um, New Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, it's very similar. You go, you catch ghosts. And um, I have the same problem with that game in that I think it's awesome and it's like the best or one, one of the better Ghostbusters games out there. I don't want to say it's the best because uh, I haven't played the, the new fangled. Yeah. The 2009 one, which I hear is the best. Um, I actually have that waiting for me at home. I bought it right before I left and I didn't play it and I didn't bring it with me and I cannot wait to get home and play it. It's the third movie, man. I, that's what I hear. I, that's what I hear. I'm so dude. I'm so jazzed. I got it on the switch. Is it supposed to be good on the switch? I don't know. Nothing's good on the switch, to according to me. So okay, Kevin, get out. You're off the show. You're off the show. I had the switch for six months. I played one game. That was it. Um, yeah, no, I I understand. It's um it, the best Luigi's Mansion for me is that uh, uh, Nintendo Land, the the segment in Nintendo Land on the Wii U where you can you sort of play Luigi Luigi's Mansion with other people. The same idea where you're you got um as many ghost hunters as you want like uh two to to four and then somebody's the ghost and runs around as the ghost and that that to me is like that gameplay mechanic works really well in that setting but just playing on your own it does like i i felt that way about the gamecube game and uh sarah bought the 3ds game and uh i only played it for a few minutes and i was like yeah this it's okay. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it. It right. it's it works. It's just kind of dull. It's like the same thing over and over again. Mighty Q Dog. I want to point out uh, his favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo. And <laughs> Eric, man, what's wrong with you? Leonardo is nobody's favorite Ninja. Turtle. You would pick Leonardo. That's like, hey, who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite of the Mystery Machine Scooby Doo gang? And you're like Fred. Fred's the best, clearly. He's the leader. He's the leader of the group. Who's your favorite video game developer? Sega. Sega. Yeah. He's, He's a contrarian. Uh, he can't. He can't pick the obviously like better and popular ones. Yeah. That's that's mighty Q dog. He he was he says he was also the farthest left controller in the arcade game, which is why I played. <laughs> what what does that have to do with anything? Do you only play on like the farthest left controller on the arcade? Like what is I mean, I suppose that's what you normally play as. I don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. Leonardo's lame. He's completely stoked that he commented at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh after Luigi's Mansion, we played God of War, Ghosts of Sparta. I was a big fan. This was on the PSP. Musty Hobbit was my guest. I was a big fan of um the uh, uh the 
first God of War game on the PSP, uh, Chains of Olympus. And so I, I was interested in playing this. Fun fact, these were the only God of War games I've ever played. I've only ever played the PSP ones. I really want to play the console versions, but I've never owned... Uh, I had a PS3 for a little bit, but I've never owned a PS4 or PS2, so I've never been able to. I really do want to. I think they look really fun. Well, the PSP games do the uh, console versions justice of those original games, not so much like the new one, which is right. a completely different game. But yeah, those original ones uh, transported really well onto the PSP. Both, I, I love both. Both are fun. Really fun. One, one of the few games, too, that I uh, want to complete on hard mode it's it's very rare that i play a game and i'm like i liked that so much i want to play it on the hardest difficulty i can mm-hmm. and that was one of those games i i really had uh, a lot of fun doing the combos with all the chains of athena or whatever you call them that was, that was really fun after that mr matt bandy came roaring back to CC Portable to join me and be a guest as we played the Capcom Classics Collection for the PSP. So two PSP games in a row. This was really fun. It was a collection. If, you've, if you're not familiar with this game, it's basically a bunch of old Capcom arcade games uh, in a compilation. I want to say there's like 20 games or so. There was uh, a lot, yeah. A lot of, and really, boy, runs the gamut from like, crappy to great mm-hmm. um that would that was a lot of fun do you remember any games specifically off that one i remember playing spending way too much time on some awful games for some reason just because i was trying to i tried to like go through every single game and review every single game or at least give every single game a star rating on that and it, it was a pretty daunting task and there was like a black black tiger oh my gosh that was Terrible. so bad i and i i played it for so long and i kept i i don't know why i did but it was it was awful and i just kept playing it um but what was that game it was kind of like a was it like a card game or uh, like Quizzes, some prison dragons yes yes that was, that was that was kind of the standout the weird one that i agree uh yeah I always thought that would be the weirdest game to come across in an actual arcade. It's basically a a board game where you answer trivia questions in between. Really, really, like not much of a game at all. You could probably beat the game on one quarter if you were smart enough. Uh, But yes, that was probably my favorite game on there. And if you're ever looking, I used it a lot on uh, Cartridge Club would do like the ABC challenge where you try and play one game for each letter of the alphabet. Great Q game. Mm-hmm. If you need if you need to knock off cuz Q there's not a lot unless you're playing Quack Shot on the Genesis or <laughs> Kicks, you know, there's not a lot of Q games. Great Q game to to knock off. Um here's a hot take I I have that I learned from the Capcom Classics collection. I think arcade games get too much love. Uh you know, people look back on them so fondly and there's a lot of great arcade games out there. Don't get me wrong. The fighting games, you know, the Galaga, all, all that stuff. But you really realize when you play one of these collections, because I was in the same boat as you, I was trying to beat every game. You really realize how cheap these games are and how they're designed to make you keep pumping quarters. Yeah, and that was one of my... That's I've, and, I remember writing that down, like thinking like that yeah arcade games are 
we I think they're seen through rose colored glasses because you know when you're a kid, yes. maybe maybe you play a quarter or two and then ah oh, you're done. Like oh man, that was fun. I wish I could play more. But if you actually spend time in it, I'm like man, that's cheap as hell. It's like it's just designed to suck quarters. And yeah, they yeah definitely get yeah. Hmm. After that, we played Shantae, the very first Shantae. This was a collaboration. I know CC Prime played uh, Shantae in the half Genie Hero, I think. And we played the first Shantae on the Game Boy uh, Color. Um, and my guest was James, a.k.a. Retro Pixel. Very funny. He's a big Shantae fan. Uh, good game. I don't think it's worth the money that it goes for. I think you should... It's, it's fun to play. I actually think the... Um, uh, the best Shantae game, if you were going to just jump into this series f- for the first time, the third one, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, is the one you should play. That's all I got to say about that. You How guys got a Shantae game going for? Isn't it like I, a couple of hundred or something? I think loose, it's f- like 400 maybe. I don't know. I might be going a little bit overboard. That might be like with box, but it's not cheap at all. It was a very late released game. Um, and it didn't sell very well. So what so, can you do? To be fair, I don't think any game is worth that much. No. No. I don't think I ever got $400 worth out of any game. <laughs> yeah, I liked, I liked that that, uh, that game quite a bit. And it was pretty, for a Game Boy Color game, it was pretty deep uh, as far as, uh, um, you know, what all you can do in it. And... Uh, um, there was almost like a little rhythm game in that too, where you had to do the certain dances to change into whatever animal. Yeah. You had to yeah. input the right, you had to do like the real little belly dance. Yeah. Which they, they get rid of in the pirate's curse mm-hmm. or, or they change. I remember pirate's curse was more of a Metroidvania mm-hmm. style than the original and, and half genie hero is more, in line with the original Shantae yeah. Ah, something. Yeah. I don't remember. By the way, before we uh, go any further, I didn't really ask you guys, are you guys good to go for a while longer? I don't know if you guys are on any time constraints, but Nope. Okay. I'm okay. Cool. Can I just say yeah. about the Capcom collection? Cause I didn't yeah. just one thing. I the one yeah. thing I thought was really neat about that collection is if you were playing one of those scroller shooters, like the 1942 or 43, that you could put the, mm-hmm. Vertically, like that, and then you could play with the the, the stick. On, on yeah. the, I thought that was good. Didn't you still have to use the top buttons though to shoot? Right? Yeah, you had to hold it like this. Which yeah, is kind, of, kind of dumb, but it it was it was cool to have it like mm-hmm. go up the full screen like that. Yeah, the fact that they added that because you I, I don't know if you guys in the arcade the some of these games had these weird long screens these yeah. shooters you know uh so yeah that was a cool neat feature then we played kid icarus uprising i know rocket sauce has probably been hanging around just to hear me talk about that game because he was uh my guest on that as well um this game i really dug but it, I, I still haven't finished it mm-hmm. the the levels are insanely long in it um, but I dug it. It's 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 fun. It's a weird. It's a weird game. Weird I, game. I gotta be honest. I, I I gotta tell you. I tuned into that episode with my fingers crossed, just getting ready for you guys to trash that game and to find out that you didn't. Kind of it, it disappointed me. You don't like it? 
I hate it. Really? <laughs> you got to have a device to, to play it. I, I picked it up because Nintendo was getting rid of its points. Remember when they had points? Right. When you fill a little survey, you'd get points. And uh, they stopped giving out physical things. Like they used to give out like a little calendar or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just stopped. They said, no, you can only get games now. And I started going through the game. The only game I didn't have was this Kid Icarus one. And my points were going to expire and that. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take this Kid Icarus game. And I got, you know, like, and it just, it was dumb with the stylus. And, you, you, you know, you had to aim with the stylus. And, and I just, I didn't like it. And they're like, oh, well, just get the stand. Go out there and get the stand. Like, where can I get the stand now? Like, they don't sell the stand separately or anything like that. I thought about making a stand. And I was like, I'm not going to make a stand just to play this game. So I'm done. I'm surprised you, you you got that through Nintendo. You got the game, so you got it new. Yeah, it, 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 not a physical copy though. Digital. It was digital. Oh, oh, digital. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, because the physical copy of the game came with the stand. That's how right. you got the stand. But if you bought it digitally. Where where are you going to get the stand? I know that that does suck. But I'll tell you what, man, that stand really does help. <laughs> <laughs> a handheld game you want know, to be sitting back playing a handheld game you're on the bus or whatever you're not going to be like scrolls you know it's not a no it's not and we talk about that it's not a, a good pick up and play game for that reason but i really dug the game it's weird but i like it it's a fun rail shooter game with a weird control scheme. it's a 3ds you know it's one of those stylus heavy games it's <laughs> not uh execution's not there it's just not there. Fair enough. Uh, then we did March Madness 2018, I think. Yes. And we did, uh, or maybe it was 2019. I don't remember. Game Boy Advance was the one we did. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, and actually, I had you two mm-hmm. were, uh, were my guests. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Mr. Matt Bandy and Kevin. Wow. Well, here so, we are again. Here we are again. Get, yeah, that get one, I... I played I played a bunch of games for that. I made like the little bracket. That was so that. cool. That was awesome. Yeah, where I pitted games against each other and yeah, that was fun. I think I played uh Turtles on the Game Boy Advance. I think that was my game. Think. TMNT it was cool. Oh, yes, you played yeah. TMNT. Right. Right. Yeah. That was good. Good game. That's what, yeah. That's what I'm telling you, dude. There's wow. a lot of good Ninja Turtles games. Yep. Yeah. I think drill, drill doze, drill dozer. Was that the one that? I, it, was no, between, I, I it was the name of it. Yeah, it was between that, drill dozer and uh, what was the other one? It was some other weird one. Um, Mister Driller, right? Because they were very similar, wasn't it? Oh yeah, but they're like I think drill dozer was like the one that actually. Oh, the, I think you started yeah. them together. You started Mr. Mm-hmm. Driller and Drill Dozer, and Drill Dozer was the one that uh, made it yeah. all the way to the, the finals. Yeah, very fun. That was a good one. I actually, I, I look back and I, I kind of dropped the ball because that that was, uh, oh, that was 2019, March Madness 2019, mm-hmm. because that was the 30th anniversary of the game, the original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of dropped the ball. I, I should have done that to celebrate the anniversary, but whatever, it's my show. Screw off. <laughs> get off my back no one (laughs) um after that we played thor for the ds and uh church aka the game grinder was my guest uh this was a surprisingly fun game flawed but fun um it's a a beat-em-up game uh that 
it utilizes the dual screen pretty cool in, in, in a cool way, um, but way too long. Like the levels are way too long for a beat em up. It needs to take a page out of Turtles in Time book and slim it down, man. Ugh, it needs to go on a diet, that game. Hmm. Fun fact, this is one of the few DS games that I played through twice. I played through it before CC Portable, and then when CC Portable was playing it, I, I played it again. So you dig it? Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. And get it now while like while you can because I think it's an exclusive to the DS and I think it's like a one of those hidden gems that might go up in price because it is really good. they only had like the one a lot of people are aware of it right because it's a tie-in with the with a Marvel movie and most most times those games are not very good. Are you familiar? Did, did you know anything about the Captain America game that came out for the DS? Is that any good? Do you know? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about it, but yeah. Me. Well, isn't Thor, wasn't that, uh, was that a way forward game or it's like way forward adjacent, something like that? No, I think it is a way forward. Way forward. Yeah. Yeah. Really good game. Hidden, hidden gem. I would label that a hidden gem on the DS. Um, And speaking of hidden gems, I think this next game is a hidden gem. That was Lilo and Stitch, which was the last game that we played for season two. Ramvox. Uh, the one and only time I managed to get him on CC Portable, but that was a great episode and a really fun game if uh, if you've never played it. Um, I actually have the uh, the sequel and I haven't haven't played that yet, but um, I really I really want to. The sequel is a, a bit of a different game. It's it's not it's not is it, is it worse about. Sorry, I, I I missed you. What'd you the, say? The second game is a little bit different than the first game. It's not the. Is it? Is it better or worse? Uh, it's not as good. Not as good. No. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Okay, and that wraps up season two. Uh, Bandy, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it to you. Do Do you want to give your top three, or should I give mine? It's it, the ball's in your court, buddy. Uh, yeah, you can give, I, I got two that I can think of off the top of my head. I wouldn't know what a third one is. So go okay. ahead. And, uh, I'll, I'll go I'll, ahead. Yeah. I'll do some research. Um, well, I mean, I guess I kind of got two too, because my number three was going to be Castlevania two Belmont's revenge, uh, or a racing game. I almost, if I was going to go another racing game, I was actually going to go Mario Kart DS. Uh, cause I think that game is amazing. Really fun holds up and it's one of those games that you can play with only one card. If you have someone else in the room, of course they can only race a shy guy, but really fun game. Really, really That's tight. Funny. Lots of stuff to unlock for you collect a Um, my number two is going to be Contra four, mm. which, uh, very hard game, but very fun. And, and is maybe out of all the DS games we played the best representation of using the dual screen, mm-hmm. Uh, not just for like a map, but using it for the entire game and using it really well. Um, great game. And then my number one, which I'm, I almost want to do just one more month just to play this game. Cause it's going to be like Donkey Kong where CC prime's never going to play it is uh star Fox command. You guys ever play that game? Mm-hmm. It's on the, one. it's on the DS. Um, it's kind of a hybrid between the range battles from Star Fox, which is like the boss fights where you're in, you know, almost like a giant circle. Um, you're not on a rail and, uh, a strategy game. Uh, I don't even know what I would compare it to kind of like a, 
very light tactics type game, but the end result is super fun and addictive. And I do not think that that, I think that's the second best Star Fox game after Star Fox 64. Cause I think Star Fox is a franchise that has really only has like Star Fox 64 considering how big Star Fox is like Star Fox 64 is by and large, the best game by far in that franchise. And it just, man uh, nintendo come out with a good star fox game on the switch you really dropped the ball with zero but star fox command fantastic i actually like star fox adventures <laughs> really i've never played that one that's the one that's like uh the the third person yeah it was um, it was supposed to be another game and they said oh we better gets one of our franchises involved in this because we're spending a lot of money on it and we need a, a known franchise Right. It, so they they just put Star Fox in it. And I thought it was a fun game. It was fine. Have either of you played Star Fox Command? <laughs> I didn't even heard of it. Oh, it's so good. Bandy, dude. Seriously, seek it out. It's not I, I think you can get it for probably about like fifteen bucks. Really good. Really good game. That's in American dollars, Kevin. Yeah, it it's at the very game exchange it goes a lot for a lot more than fifteen bucks. I I think I've seen it for thirty five dollars. <laughs> the the cheapest and it's always been too much more than i want to spend on it well if you find it for a good deal pick it up it's really fun so why don't we move into season three the final season of cc portable um this season i think we got even more wacky with the game selection uh season two was a lot of games that had been sitting in my backlog and this was where I started going to uh, back to what people had suggested or maybe taking inspiration from suggestions. Uh, but the first game we played was Batman for the Game Boy uh, and Trav from um, like seven podcasts, <laughs> Polykill, Drunk Net- Friend. Uh, network. What's up? He's just from the network. There's the a- network, yeah from the network he's 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 got a new podcast every day it feels like um and literally and i mean episode and actual podcast Mm -hmm. every day he's coming on with a brand new one uh but batman really fun game it's like mega man but with batman Mm -hmm. and it's very fun and the second to last level in that game is one of the hardest levels you will ever play it's sorry I'm not frozen, by the way. You cut out for me. (laughs) Oh, did I? The second to last level of that game is one of the hardest platformer levels you will ever play. Mm. Maybe if you're better at games. Are you throwing shade, Matt Bandy? Ah. Final episode. Everything's out the window. (laughs) Whoa. Finally, the truth. <laughs> the truth comes out. Next you're gonna you're gonna rip off your Matt Bandy mask and be low Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Matt Bandy the entire time. Um This actually kicked off the Batman back to Batman. This kicked off a summer of platformers. I wanted to play a lot of platformers. And um we followed it up with possibly my second least favorite game that we played in all of CC Portable. And it's not that it's a bad game. I was just really disappointed by this game. And that was Super Princess Peach for the mm-hmm. DS. I played that with Catherine from Flock of Nerds. That game should be so much better. 
there's no reason. I mean, that's like basically a mainline Mario game and they drop the ball. Yeah. It's a bit of an awkward game to play too. Like she, you know, you like female protagonists. Yes. Yeah. And one of her superpowers is that she cries or gets angry. Yeah. Eh. It's an awkward game to play for sure. It is. It is awkward. Awkward misstep from Nintendo. Uh, we played Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures, I think, after that. Is that the full title? Uh, I played this with Chris Roberts. Awesome game. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Um, if you're a fan of the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, it is just chock full of references. Um, and it's really a love letter to everything AVGN. They, man, bang up job. There's actually a, a sequel, uh, Assimilation. I haven't played that yet. Uh, I really, I really want to check that out. Um, but if you're looking for a very challenging, very challenging, but not, it's one of those games that's hard, but if you're not good at it, it's your fault. It's not the game's fault. It's one of those games. Uh, really fun. You guys play that? Yeah. And I, I don't know how you played it on the handheld because I need a controller to play something like that. It's you need to be precise. I find you can't get that. It might be one of those games. I can, I can, yeah, I can agree with you on that one. It might, it's probably better and easier to control on a, on a console, but a really fun game. After that, we played our first shoot 'em up in CC portable. And that was nano Stray two kind of out of left field with that one. I played it with a uh, mighty Q dog and uh, it's, yeah, I remember being it okay game. It what's fun about it is it, bounces back and forth between vertical and horizontal uh, shooting. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, there's a lot of shoot 'em up games out on uh, portable consoles. Do you have like a favorite one or one you would recommend? I have mm-hmm. one that I played after I played Nano Straight 2 that I thought, man, this game is uh, just perfect. Really good. No. <laughs> I, I'm not a big uh, shoot 'em up Sh- uh shmup, shmup. yeah i, I play like i play for like a few minutes and then okay. i get it out of my system there was a a way forward game that i played during the uh march madness and i forget the name of it but it was a mix of like a kind of a top-down zelda and um you would go into these battles uh like turn-based battles but it would be you would be in uh, side uh um side-scrolling uh, shoot 'em up I forget the name of it. Oh, I remember that, too. I remember you talking about that. What the heck was that yeah. game? No. Oh, I don't remember. Go it back was for the, the it, it was for the, the Game Boy. I'm pretty sure it was for the GBA. And Well, it would have had weird. to have been. It was March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, I played... Uh, so there's two Gradius games on the original Game Boy. There's Nemesis, which is basically... Gradius 2, I believe. And then there's Interstellar Assault. Interstellar Assault, which is the harder of the two to find, a little bit a little bit more spendy, not, not a whole lot. Amazing, man. Super polished, really fun. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, just go out and play that. Interstellar Assault. Also, a great eye game for your uh, cartridge game. I is another can be a tough letter. Really fun. And then we got back to Mr. Matt Bandy in, I believe, September 
of uh, 2019, we played 999, finally, which was one game that I had wanted to play for, I think both of us had wanted to play it since the inception of CC Portable. Matt yeah, Bain, I, take it away. I, I had held on to that one for since the beginning. I think I bought that with the anticipation, oh, we'll probably play this. And so I was glad we finally did. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that game. Um um, it, it just, it seemed to go on really, really long and, uh, the story, um, I'm glad I got the, the ending that I did because had I got the ending that you did, I don't think I could have played through that game three different times. Um, it, you know, it does go a little bit shorter, mm. uh, the, your second playthrough. Um, but, uh, I, I, Every time I thought, okay, I'm getting at the end. And I, I think I, 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 we talked about this on the podcast. I was like, okay, I'm at the very end. Okay, this is, this is wrapping up. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning on a work night. I'm like, I got I to gotta finish this thing. I'm doing the podcast tomorrow. And it's like, nope, you have to do a Sudoku puzzle. Hmm. And I was like, oh, my, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me. So I went on the internet and just looked at the uh, – because I, I, I can't I, – those number of logic problems like that, I'm just so bad at. And it was late. I'm like, there's no way in hell. So I just looked up the the uh, the solution for it, and then just finished it. But yeah, that that was a fun game, and it was a. Uh, uh, I like those mystery mystery games with the point and click adventure stuff. So yeah, I'm glad we played that. Yeah, me too. A little too much reading for my uh, taste, typically. It's a but, lot um, of reading. Yeah, but here's the thing: games that have multiple endings. I always seem to get like the worst ending. I, man, I used to suck at choose your own adventure books. <laughs> I would always, I'm, I'm not kidding. I just am cursed with getting the worst, you know, in you make ever better play, choices, Curtis. I apparently, and maybe that's why I'm where I am in life. <laughs> not very good at it. Um, no, but did you ever play like Chrono Trigger? Hmm? I got like the worst ending in that where you go, you fight the boss like way too early and you die. Hmm. And, uh, that's just that's the story of my life. <laughs> I always get the worst ending. Um, but yeah, this game was pretty fun. I thought um, the point of it was that you're supposed to play like it several times to get the the best ending. Like you had yeah. to. You, you did. You yeah. do to get the best ending. You have to play it twice. Right. Right. At but least. At least like, twice. Yeah. At least twice. Yeah. That's like a time you play it. Like you're going through different branches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but you do go through a lot of the same stuff. Um, <laughs> it like it's like okay. yeah you can you can zip yeah you can zip through it nope i just read it all really i just i was the first know, time i did but not the second time i zipped through yeah. it. Very, very masochistic i just forced myself to read through every single bit no i think i skipped it I, I, I had to. um then we played for uh our final october game we played aliens infestation now this was not originally scheduled it was uh supposed to be something else i think instead of this month oh it's supposed to be final fantasy adventure Mm -hmm. you never got to Uh, but it ended up being aliens infestation because duke had suggested it on twitter and somehow through the magic of twitter uh the director of the game adam tierney found that tweet and said hey if you guys ever do this game can i be on the podcast and that day like an hour later he was already scheduled to be uh, on the podcast. And so I changed the game to aliens infestation. And that ended up being one of my favorite episodes as well that we ever did for CC portable. That was so much fun. I was so nervous having him on, but he ended up being a fantastic guest. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was really interested more um, about learning the behind the scenes of what it takes to create a video game. And so when I interviewed him, that was kind of the angle or the approach I took. And he was f- phenomenal. Like his stories were great. Everything. Uh, I, I really recommend if you're going to go back and listen to an episode of CC portable, check out the aliens infestation one. Really fun. Yeah, I totally, yeah, that, was good. that was, that was my favorite episode uh, that you did. He was, he was interesting and uh, you did a good job interviewing him, getting some uh, good stuff out of him. And my favorite part was him having to dance around the console uh, version of the game. Well, it wasn't a version of the game, but the console <laughs> game that was coming out. Tied into infestation and him having to uh, tread lightly <laughs> as he spoke about the console game. That was good. Yeah. Couldn't smack talk it. Couldn't smack talk it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Really, really fun. Um, and then we played, uh, oh wait, no, th- we did have Ramvox on twice. That's right. I forgot all about this. We had Ramvox on again in December for Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith, which was actually his recommendation. Um, it's a Star Wars beat up game. Underrated. Another, another hidden gem. Uh, if you haven't played it, 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 uh, is in no way reflective of what you think about the movie. A lot of people don't like Revenge of the Sith, myself included. This game took what is in Revenge of the Sith and somehow made a great game. Yeah, the way you guys talked about that game, it made me really want to play it. I still haven't got to it yet, though. Yeah, me either. Oh, was one, another one I didn't play here. But I got to say, with those uh, prequels, the, all, all three of them are terrible. But you, we got some really good games out of... Uh, out of that series it's it's quite incredible even the um psp game for the phantom menace or not psp sorry playstation one game for the phantom menace which which one was that it was just called the phantom menace on the playstation one. Oh, oh, gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. over over uh head game kind of sort of diablo ish in a way not really but uh that that was a fun game you had uh racer uh star wars episode one racer um, I'll tell you what, did you guys ever play, we can go off on a little tangent because I completely agree, the prequels, if we can talk about this for a moment, had some great game tie-ins, two specifically that come to mind for me. You guys ever play the uh, actual pod racer arcade game where it, you sit in like a pod racer? Dude, that game rules. Yeah, I think they had it in Chicago. I, I'm pretty sure they did. And uh, yeah, it was. I only, I only played like a round of it, but it was something else. Yeah, really fun. There's some great Star Wars uh, arcade. There's one Star Wars arcade game where you're like, it's fully immersive and it kind of moves around. I get uh, motion sickness. So that game was not for me at all, but I totally love that pod racer game. And another game um, that is tied to the episode one was uh, Obi-Wan on the original Xbox. That was, That's good. Fantastic. I, now, okay, take that with a grain of salt. I say fantastic for what it is, you know, don't expect Knights of the Old Republic or anything, but uh, great game. Now, I might be looking through rose colored glasses right now because I haven't played it since it was basically new. But I remember being super addicted to that game uh, when it came out and I I thought it was really fun. I I, I think it got trashed by the reviewers. Um, They they have been wrong in the past. So that's why the reason why I never gave it a a shot. But I'd love to p- 
play it again. I've actually, that's kind of on my to-do list is, uh, is track down that game and, and play it again just to see if it holds up to what my memories have. Did you guys have any other, uh, was there anything good for episode two? Mm. I don't know. There was like a lot of games that came out like while those like like Knights of not Knights of the Old well Knights of the Old Republic is one, uh, but like Republic Commando, yeah, which is you know a tactical shooter kind of thing that came out around the prequels time and that Battlefront good. and Battlefront Two the original ones yeah you know those are good Rogue Squadron games you know even though those are based oh. on the, the the original series they still came out you know while the prequels were the thing and yeah games, you know. Huh. Looking at my shelf now, trying to look find Star Wars stuff. There, wasn't there like a bounty hunter game on GameCube yeah. or something? Was that it? Was that any good? Yeah, and that was that was Django Fett. Too. Django Fett, yeah. Tied into one of the movies. I, I don't know which one, but um, yeah, that was a good game as well. So, well there yeah. you go. Yeah. Some good Star Wars games. Uh, then we went weird. Moving on from Star Wars into January, we went weird. We played mobile games. I thought it was time we. Uh, before we played a racing game, I thought, hey, let's play some mobile games. <laughs> That's what people want to play. And I'll tell you, this the, uh, Seiji was my guest on this. Great, great guy. Uh, he he develops um, mobile games. And so he was he was a great guest. G- gave some great insight on, on that. That's another fun episode to check out. That you, Kind of like a sleeper episode. You know, you might look at it and go, eh, Mario mobile games, this is stupid. But Seiji was a phenomenal guest on that one much better than matt bandy or barry on mars mm-hmm. um it's true but i remember the one takeaway i had from that is the dr mario mobile game fantastic and you don't have much sent to play it and you can get tons of value out of it really good game uh, unfortunately i downloaded the uh i've downloaded all three and i played uh mario kart and mario run for about 30 seconds each and totally uh, wrote them off. And I still haven't got to Dr. Mario, but it's still on my phone. The other two are deleted. So check it out. The other two, I think you're right. 30 seconds about all you need with them. They're not my (laughs) cup of tea. Um, But yeah, check out Dr. Mario. Mario Kart game. I don't understand. You can't control it. It's just, there's, uh, I don't get it. I don't know. That that one actually, I never even played. Yeah. I, I, I tried the Mario Kart one and I just couldn't. It was like you were saying, Kevin, the controls. It was weird. Atrocious. I don't even know how it got. How 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 did that pass any sort of standard? Let alone Nintendo's. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Next after that, we move into February, and uh, I did the Who Do You Love poll one more time, and this time, so Samus won the original one. Zelda one this time we ended up playing uh, Link Between Worlds and I had Bill from STC Pod on as a guest fantastic guest as well not as good as Seiji though still go check out that episode first uh, but Link Between Worlds a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah. and um, uh, th- th- that's one thing if we can talk about some games that we should have played I really wanted to like every season do a Zelda game I don't even think we did a Zelda game in season 2 right Oh, we did Link's Awakening. Maybe we didn't do one in season one. Yeah, that was it. Oh, man, all the Zelda games are great. Uh, I I really wish we could have got to... There's two. Wish we could have got to Phantom Hourglass or Spirit mm-hmm. Track, one of those, because those are really great. And the um, the Ages and Oracles game on, on Game Boy Color. Those great games. Yeah, yeah that game. was it. This was another one that I'd held on to 
um, not playing with the anticipation of playing it for for CC Portable and the Ida Blast with this one it was it was a lot of fun. I like the the mechanic of the the um, the painting on the wall. I thought that was works cool. really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you and Bill mentioned it in the show, but that uh, renting of equipment and that seemed like it was going to be the the biggest pain in the ass. It was going to be like, oh, I'm going to hate this, and you ended up loving it. You know, it 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 worked really well. You got access to things uh, that you, you might not have in a regular game got right away, and uh, then you got to keep it. You know, if you, if you and money seemed to be fairly easy to come by in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really great game. Check it out if you get the chance. And then for our last March Madness, I went weird. I went back to the beginning of portable gaming itself, and we played a bunch of LCD games with a heavy focus on Tiger electronic handhelds and Game & Watches. This, I think, was my favorite of the March Madnesses just because I really did explore a system or systems that I knew really nothing about. And I have such a uh, respect an admiration for game and watches now that I did not have before. You guys have any uh, thoughts on this? Um, I think I, oh. I hated them then and I hate them now. <laughs> really? I think LCD. Think... Yeah, they're not my thing. I was on this episode, I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we had, uh, yeah, this was the California crew. We had uh, Matt Bandy and Chris mm-hmm, Rogers on this one. Um, that's right. So go and listen to that one. To hear Matt Bandy saying, Mars, really, have you ever played a game and watch? Oh, no, not the game and watch, just LCD games in, in general. I, the only, I, I have one. It, it was Sarah's. She got it in France. And, oh, uh, and it's a good one. It's one of the, it's like the Mario one, isn't it? It's right here. Hold on. This one? Yes, yes. That's that I think was my favorite one of of all the game and watches that I played because that's the one I own as well. Isn't it uh, Cement Factory Mario Cement Factory? Uh, is it Cement Factory? No, no, it's not Cement Factory because you're putting together uh, like gifts. It's just called Mario Brothers, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's, fact, what it's called, yeah. that's the f- uh, first appearance of Luigi. Mm. Oh, Did you, you know that Luigi? Oh, you mean Luigi ever? Really? Ever, ever. Yeah, because that predates the arcade game, um, predates all, all of that. No, the, uh, Luigi was in uh, Mario Brothers for, like, yeah, the Atari, Atari game. Right? Yeah, it predates that. This, this Game & Watch predates the Atari. Yeah, like the, it's the very first. Okay. Yeah, I'll take your word. For I it. think it. I think that Game and Watch came out in eighty one, and uh, it, it wasn't until like eighty two that the Atari game or something came out. It says eighty three. Is that correct? It says eighty three on this. Well, whatever it is, I guarantee that's the first appearance of Luigi. I don't know because there was a version of Mario Bros on on the Atari. Kevin, look it up then. Okay. Look it up, Kevin. <laughs> I promise you. Let's make a bet right now. What are we going to bet? Come on. Last episode of CC Portable ever. We let's up the stakes a little bit. Okay. If, if I'm you, right, if I'm right, you're doing a, a, an episode of CC Portable next month. 
I was going to say a whole new, whole another season. Whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down. Oh, somebody's you know not so sure now, huh? Uh, I I will do one more episode of CC Portable. I'll, I'll give you that. But if I'm right, I don't know if, what to do if I'm right. Uh, ooh, I get to uh, I get to pick a whole another month of film dangos, like in uh, October. In October? Okay. Yep. Okay. I, I'll do the horror ones. All right. Luigi. List of Luigi games. Uh, this doesn't give me my date here. What if I do What if I do my phone here? Can't you Google like first appearance of Luigi? Hold I'm on. sorry. My, my setup is really weird. I'd do it, but it's really complicated. Where what I is the seen. first appearance of Luigi in a video game? Here's a summary from Wikipedia. Luigi first appeared in the 1983 Game & Watch game Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! That was perfect! Game, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, and other titles. I don't know. I don't know if I believe this. <laughs> what? Oh. Kids are, doing? are you on a week now? Uh, am I on... Fl- I don't know what the kids call it, but boom. Okay. Well, boom shakalaka. I learned something new today. First appearance uh. in Game Watch. Well, there you go. All right. So how much are you going to give me for this? Don't you want the first appearance of Luigi? I have that one. I have it. Oh. Uh. It's the one I have. Which, by the way, get a battery and play it. That game's awesome. It, I think it takes three batteries. It might be I little- think it takes two. I think they all take two. Two? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're programming October's film uh, dangle, then, dude. Richard's gonna be pissed. <laughs> well, I'm giving him. I'm giving him August because I think he's getting annoyed with all these uh, movies that we're forcing him to watch. <laughs> I think he wants like RoboCop, uh, a RoboCop month or something. Could be fun. Yeah. Uh, Bill says he wants a citation uh, for the uh, the. Where, where did you get that info? I don't know. Siri, Bill, get off our backs. <laughs> it, was, it was Google. Good. Yeah. And it's Google. on Google. Yes. Which is not the most uh, authoritative uh, source. It's, okay. No, we've already, this debate is over. I won. All right. Well, no takesy backsies. Maybe I should check somewhere else here and make sure. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, okay. Moving on. In April, we played Mega Man 5 for the Game Boy. Uh, Mega Matt. Was my guest? I think I don't even know if he's still in the um, in the chat. There, uh, fantastic game, probably the best uh, Game Boy, definitely the best Game Boy Mega Man game. Um, and it's uh, it's a little, little bit spendy, but um, great game. I got nothing bad to say about this game. I haven't played it. Great I did game. Not play that one. Sorry, Bandy. Nothing. No, it's a fun one. Yeah, I played it on my uh, retro Pi Game Boy. Oh, show, why don't you show that to the camera now that now that CC Portable's got visuals? Look at that! Oh my goodness! Wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Backlit screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my buddy made this for me. Does it play uh, all Game Boy uh, games? Yep. Uh-oh. Game Boy Advance and all that. Uh oh. Mighty Q-Dog is already coming up with... Uh, he's saying Wikipedia is inconsistent with itself. One paragraph says Game & Watch. One says Arcade Game. Oh, Uh-oh. oh this is going to become the... 
How about we just do both? We'll play another month, and he gets to pick the games, or he gets to pick the movies. You both win. You both win. And I win too. I no, I like just the fact that I was right. It's not about we both won. It's I won. But just for the sake of the argument, if we were to do one more CC Portable Month, what? What would no? We'll discuss that at the end. We'll discuss that at the end. We're, we're almost done with season three. The last game that we played last month in May uh, was Fire Emblem, the first, I guess, RPG. It's it's a it's, you know tactical strategy RPG, uh, but the first one of those definitely that we played. I had uh, Dean Lasagna from Round Two Gaming as my guest. I love this game so much. I want to go play every tactical RPG now. Mm-hmm. Really? Every single one? Have you played? I, have you played? Uh, what is it? Gene Dark, Joan Dark, Jonah Bark, Gene Dark. Hold on, let me get it. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, this was another series that I wanted to to play, and I, I haven't finished it. I I need to go back and pick it up again. But yeah, it's I like the setting. I like the those type. Of, yeah, it was fun. The second I get back to America, I am going out and buying Fire Emblem Three Houses. Hmm. And I really, one of my goals, game collecting wise, um, moving on right now, is getting like repros with uh, English patches on games that never came to America. And I really want to get a repro of the like Fire Emblem games for the Super Nintendo. I think, were there a few on the NES as well? Yeah, those aren't really regarded as being too good, uh, but the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games are often regarded as being some of the better or some of the best Fire Emblem games. There's like a, at least two on the Super Nintendo that I'm aware of. Did Kevin, did you figure out what that game was? Yeah, it's uh, forgive the sticker on here, but it's Gene Dark. Huh, never heard of that. Joan of Arc, but Gene Dark. Oh, it's on the PSP. Yeah, and it's a uh, uh, tactical uh, RPG, like uh, your Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblems. Uh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I picked it. I found this like for I don't know five dollars when they were when they were blowing out all the PSP games at uh, EB Games. And I just took a chance on it. I said, "Oh, this looks like something." And I started playing it, really enjoying it. Now it's like it's hard to find uh, that one. But yeah. I'm gonna write that down because I've never even heard of that. Now, Mighty Q Dog is saying Game and Watch by four months. So, Game and Watch wins by four months. So, you're up four months. Although, I believe that they started working on the arcade game. Uh, before <laughs> Shut <it>. up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That's it for CC Portable. Those are all the games we played. Uh, man, so much fun. Uh, again, I uh, I just got to a point, I feel like I said what I wanted to say with CC portable. Um, I also have some other projects that I want to work on. Um, I might do another podcast. Who knows? I actually really like this stream thing we're doing. I'm, you know, I got the, the wheels are turning in my head now. I, this is, this is a lot of fun. It's uh, it's a lot easier too. And then you have the audio version and you can just convert it to audio for people that need, uh, the audio and, and it's done. Like, you don't, there's no editing. Or anything. I'll tell you what, to, to give a little shout out to you, Kevin, and um, Retro Fandango, I, I was one of the audio people. Mm-hmm. I always listen to the audio version. Um, mm-hmm. But lately, I've been watching a lot more uh, videos, and I've kind of switched over to watching the uh, 
the retro fandango of course when you guys do like the live feed it's at like midnight for me or whatever it's really right. so so i usually have to catch it after the fact but uh that's what i've been doing lately when i'm like making food making lunch or something i'll pop it on and yeah i dig it it's been fun yeah, i i gotta um as much as it pains me to uh do this i have to give the shout out to uh, stc pod because that is where i started um watch and of course bill chimes in right away because yeah. <laughs> of course he has to he can't wait for his uh uh credit he he needs to uh interject his own right away but um i my listening of audio podcasts has dropped dramatically for a few reasons one uh i don't at work i don't have uh, a lunch a scheduled lunch anymore uh, and that's where i would listen to a lot of podcasts i'd go out for a walk and that would be like an hour every day and then my commute as well i would listen to podcasts uh which has dramatically been cut because there's not as much traffic and uh, my uh, air conditioning is out in my car, so I have the windows rolled down, so I can't hear anything. So I've been playing music in that. So I've been watching um, the uh, podcasts at work. I just throw them on while I'm doing some work, some mundane tasks or whatever. And yeah, I, I, I guess I'm converted as well, and I've uh, been watching more than... Uh... And really, yes, uh, Eric is 100% correct. Really, the person who deserves all the credit uh, more so than anyone else is Lotus because Lotus is the one who steered Bill in this direction. And if it weren't for Lotus, Bill would have never been able to figure out what to do. Unlike you did on your own today, Curtis, I'm very proud of you for, uh, for doing this. You, uh, you just needed a couple little uh, sentences and you went ahead and did it. Unlike I'm sure Bill needed Lotus to hold his hand through, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so congratulations all around. We're all great. We're all wonderful. <laughs> we're great cartridge club check it out do we are well is th- is that technically under are you guys under the cartridge club banner which <laughs> uh let's start with retro fandango is that yeah, still yeah. under the? i can yeah. yeah we're still there we're still is, is stc pod considered under that they shouldn't be but i think they are <laughs> they really should like nah. I mean, they don't even they're, you know, they're posers they're, they're the poser podcast of the cc like they don't really talk about it video games they they buy a lot. Stuff's coming in. They buy a lot, but you know, not much goes out. You know. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Matt Bandy. Hey, what? You got those three games that uh, you wish we would have played on CC Portable? I do. Yeah. Um, number three would be um, Final Fantasy uh, Theater Rhythm or Theater Rhythm. It's really? kind of a, a smoosh word. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I absolutely love all the Final Fantasy music, and it's a rhythm game. And there's a little bit kind of some RPG elements where um, you uh, level up some characters. And so if you like that game, you li- or if you like rhythm games and you, you like the Final Fantasy music, it's it's great. And visually, it's, it's cool, too. It's, it's like my ideal perfect rhythm game. Because it, it kind of combines it. I love Final Fantasy, love the music, and love rhythm games. So I, I, I w- would have liked to see us play. And there's two two Final Fantasy rhythm games. Uh, they're both on the DS. One is called, the second one is called uh, Curtain Call. And um, so I, w- I wish we would have played that. And number two would have been, I really wish we would have done the Advanced Tactics uh, game. Which is another uh, our, our uh, tactical RPG on the uh, Game Boy Advance. Uh, it's very similar to uh, um, um, 
Fire Emblem, but it's uh, more in like a modern warfare setting. Uh, that's one I, I, I always assumed that we would have gotten around to playing. And um, I really wanted us to play, like Kevin said, a Castlevania game. And I'm really surprised we didn't. And um, I would have liked to have seen us play uh, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin, which is uh, the second game that came out on Castlevania game out for the uh, for the DS. You play as two different characters in it. You can switch between back and forth between them um, uh, on the on the fly. And uh, yeah, that's a, a really fun Metroidvania game. So that's my number one pick. Uh, I would have liked to have seen us play Portrait of Ruin. I, I've played it uh, a few times, but uh, that's another one I could always go go back to and 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 play. So those are my three. Nice. Very good picks. Well, I feel like, I feel like we're getting close to the end. All good things. All good things. Maybe I'll start a Star Trek podcast. Yes. (laughs) Well, you got your co-hosts right here. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm finally just to go off on a little Star Trek tangent for a second. Uh, well, I got you here, Kev. You did you finish Deep Space Nine? Yes. Um, I'm getting close. I'm uh, I have like nine episodes left, I think, of season six. Okay, so that's the second last season, right? Second last, yeah, and then season seven. So, but I, while we've one of the good things during all this COVID madness is I've been watching one episode, at least sometimes two, but always one episode every day of deep space nine. So I'm, I'm getting, I'll be done in, you know, a little over a month. Um, wow. What a great show that is. Mm-hmm. Stick to the end of the next season. Look, you, you will because you're so far in, but uh, yeah. I remember, I remember you hearing you say that Kevin, you like, you didn't like uh, the final season so much. Right. There was some parts where I think they sort of ran out of ideas and were kind of stretching it. But then once they got to like those final eight episodes, it really uh, picked up steam. And then I would, for me personally, the finale and this, and no spoiler here, but the finale was a little disappointing, the finale itself. But for the most part, it was, it was a nice conclusion for the most part. Well, I'd lo- now that I'm getting close to the end, I'd love to chat with you guys. Uh, I, I know I'm going to want someone to talk about Deep Space Nine with when I finish um, and not to bog CC Portable down with this, but I just had to throw it out there. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm getting close to the end of Deep Space Nine. That's good. Um, started collecting those toys. Oh, yes. Matt Bandy, you, you, you started collecting uh, some. How far are you going to go, man? It seems like. Is it, this is a slippery slope, man. This is a slippery slope. It really is. And they're so cheap, too. That's the scary no, thing. I know. And they're easy, start, so start easy to find. He's doing TNG yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah there's, playmates. Yeah. They, there's always a bunch of them at, like, uh, Barry Game Exchange or something. And, I, yeah, same. I don't want to go down that slippery slope. And plus, like, a lot of them are, like, broken. <laughs> a lot of broken toys. And I don't want to be one of those guys 
Lex Broken Toys that goes out on there eBay. And... Like you just search all of them are on card. Like ninety percent of them are on all on card. They all yeah. they all kept them that way, and they were so mass produced. And oh yeah, it's good. So I'm just going now for the Bridge Crew, and um, we'll see. Uh, but you got a couple double. That. Like, are you when you say Bridge Crew, are you getting like every variation of each person on the Bridge? Well, no. I I, I originally I got the Riker from the series one and then realized, Oh, he's got like this weird rip on his shirt. And like, he's like, but it's, just, it's weird. And then, then so I got the other one, but it's like the season one. And so it's, it's the no, it's uniform season from two. the season two uniform. He's got, he, he says he's got the beard, yeah. but the uniform is different. So I, I don't know. I know. And Riker's we'll the see. only one that never had like a legitimate season three and on uniform, mm-hmm. you know, for how many, they had like Troy, she even had, she has like three or four, you know, like all of her outfits and stuff. Yeah. Hard got his normal. He's got his jacket one. Yeah. I have the jacket one. I'd like to get the other normal. Riker never gets any love. Although I will say aside from the playmates, I have a Riker figure. That's uh, uh, like a little bit bigger, maybe like seven inches or so, like a talking Riker that actually vintage Mm -hmm. gave me. And that to me is like the, the definitive Riker uh, figure. Really, really so good. Breaker, like there, a string or or what? What? How, like it's, how, how does it talk? You pull it. He's got a little button on his back, and uh, it, it's great. He's like red alert. You know, he says. <laughs> what else does he say? I know he says red alert because that's like his big line. Uh, what, what what else does he say? He probably says does something he, like, "Let's go to Risa." Does, <laughs> does he does he lean? Yeah, yeah. He he leans or, or, and every or time swing he, his leg over the chair. Exactly. Yeah. I like a maneuver. All right, this is totally devolving into Star. We'll, we'll save this for the Star Trek podcast. Uh, oh, can I t- to- can I say one more thing about? No. So, oh, top. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So this is one of my That'd biggest regrets. This is one of my biggest regrets in my life, which is, um, so there was a, a thrift store uh a, a couple towns north of me and uh this was a few years ago we went there they had a uh this signed autographed photo of Riker um you know signed by Jonathan Frakes and it was on this plaque and it was this it was this it was gorgeous and i didn't buy it cuz i figured oh yeah I, I, it'll always be here and it gone Next time we went back in a couple of weeks, it was gone. It was. I wish I have a picture of me standing next to it. <laughs> but but I, I and every time because my father in law lives in this town. Every, I say every time we go there, I'm like, God damn it! I should have got that Riker. Was that part of your haggling technique? I'm not going to buy that this time around, but I'm going to take a picture beside it and yeah. <laughs> drop the price. Well, right as everyone knows, Riker's my absolute favorite. Uh, to put a button on the Star Trek talk, I don't know if I if it was similar similar thing. I went to a thrift store. Actually, I, were you with us, Bandy? It was for one of the SoCal retro things. Gosh, who was there? Was that the one where it was the Star Trek picture, but it said Star Wars on it? Just yeah. Star Wars. It was, it was a it was, thing. Uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a picture of Kirk and okay, Spock, yeah. and it said like Star, Star Wars, Wars photo. photo. <laughs> Yeah, I have a picture of that too. That's great. <laughs> I took a picture of that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but anyway, okay, back to CC Portable. Oh, can uh, we just keep talking about Star Trek, please? I really want to. What have we been doing for two hours? Uh, yeah, I want to put a button on this. I, I had a l- lot of fun 
doing CC Portable. Um, I hope the cartridge. I hope, if anything, the Cartridge Club Prime works in a few portable games now uh, into their regular rotation. Um, I hope some people found some value, found some new portable games out there that maybe they want to check out. And uh, I'm just glad that I get to program October's movies for Retro Film Dango now. Yeah. That's okay. I'm pretty sure they'll be all good. I mean, the last one you programmed were stellar movies that everyone keeps talking about. So I'm sure the westerns. No, actually, yeah, that that one was fine. That was. Were you? Are you trying to throw shade on my documentaries? Yes. <laughs> uh it, first of all, if anybody would give any of those movies a chance, they would love them because they're all great. Chance, baby. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Just kidding, Chris. Just mess with you. <laughs> So Chris, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions here because this is Go for Valley, and I'm pretty sure there's some things that people have been wondering about. Um, just to be clear, uh, so we we know that you're uh, stuck in uh, in England uh, because of this pandemic, but th- that has had no bearing on your decision to wrap up uh, this show, right? This, this is something that you've been thinking about for a while before that, or correct? Yeah, I kind of thought three seasons would be a nice good number to, to finish up on. Um, but I will say that it's a good thing. It is coming to an end because I, I have no way to play any other games. You know, I, I luckily I had brought the rest of season three with me and then uh, a few more games just to play for, you know, kicks and giggles. And, uh, but yeah, I, I pretty much don't have anything else to, to play that hasn't already been covered. Um, okay. Is there a chance uh, that you would consider bringing the show back periodically? Like once in a while, like you said, there was a couple of games that you were thinking about doing and, and that like maybe, you know, maybe six months down the road, you just do, just throw out an episode here, here and there. I could maybe do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, why not? You know, you know, if, 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 it tickles your fancy, you know, kind of thing. You know, just something to think about, you know, like I, I understand, like it, I, if you think about it, all of the monthly podcasts in, in the family, if you will, your quick save club, which is number one, by the way, uh, and then CC prime and RF gen, like all of those have, all of those shows have a, a team of at least two uh, working to put those shows together, together every month. And you were the only guy that was doing it, by yourself on on the lonesome you know that is true so that is, my hat's off to you if i was wearing a hat um i see that bandy's wearing a hat but he's got headphones over top it's a little hot but you got a hat off from that thank you thank um, you man. Doing that, like for, You're anything for you chris for, for three years you know doing that uh every month that's uh that's a big accomplishment and i think you deserve a round of applause for that i'm gonna clap for me too because it's bad happening there we go thank you uh yeah no i would you know i i subscribe to never say never and uh if yeah if my fancy gets tickled well i might just do another cc portable was uh, what was the game that you said that uh you regret not getting to if there was one more month star fox command was the one i really wanted people to to check out that i thought man this game does not get enough love well there you go maybe try getting some star fox command under your belt you never know. You never know. We'll because see. God knows you, you'll never get CC Prime to, to play it. So. 
yeah, I don't know if that's a CC Prime game. That's a little bit more niche. I see. You know? uh, was that the? Uh, did no, you have any? That's pretty much all I had. Unless you want me to ask you some more stuff, I could get into the whole thing, like uh, England and how you're doing and all that stuff. If you if you want me to, because everybody everybody's curious about that. If you really want me to? Uh, no, we'll we'll save that for another time because <laughs> I didn't want to run this too long. I thought two hours would be a good way to to uh, you know cap off this uh, finale episode, if you will. But maybe I actually just had an idea, a good way to kind of bring this thing to a close. Um, I'm still kind of processing it in my head, but one thing that I loved that we did in every episode of CC Portable that we haven't done thus far, and I kind of want to do, is the three questions of Doom. Now, given we didn't actually play a game this month, um, we never really talked about if we did play any game. Did anybody actually play anything? I did. I played uh, a Midnight Club uh, LA remix on the PSP. Well, Uh, fantastic. Kevin, are you ready for the three questions of doom for LA club remix? Yeah. Question. Fantastic. Question. Number one, is this a good portable game? It is. It is a good portable game. It's a game that you can play on the go. It's a, it's like a, they took the, the console game and they converted into a portable game, but you just go on there and play a race or two and and you're done. It takes you about five, 10 minutes and that's what you want for, you know, you're on, you're on the bus or you're waiting in line for something or something like that. And you can just play a race and have a, save the game and have a sense of accomplishment that you did something. And forgive me if uh, you said this, this is on the PSP. Yes. Okay. And is this uh this would, um, this is an arcade race or not sim simulation, right? It's one of those, uh, like if you ever played Need for Speed Underground, but it's okay. Rockstar's version of that. It's sort of like um, a, a tuner uh, racing game where you, um, you you start off with a car that doesn't have very much uh, to it, and then you can add things to it, like your nitro boosts and your better tires and all that, and you, get, you earn money by racing and that. So it's kind of like a lot of these r- racing games are kind of like an RPG in a way where you just level up your car and get it better and better until you can race the bigger guys, you get more cash and you, and you carry on through the story. Sure. Question number two, should this game belong in your collection? I think so. I think if you're a fan of racing games, you definitely should have it in your collection. Fantastic. And the final question, question number three, out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? Uh, okay. Well, there are some issues with it. I mean, especially, I mean, I, I think I've been a little spoiled with like the, the Vita. Um, the screen is a little small, so it is a console game that's kind of squished down. So they didn't really take that into consideration as much. And it's a little jaggy, like the graphics are a little jaggy. I mean, it is a 15 year old game now um but the frame rate is there the frame rate is solid but i'll just give it a little knock for the graphics and say it is a three would you which is it out of five out of five okay four out of five four out of five nice solid number you know we don't do halves or quarters or any of that bs here on cc portable four out of five for what was the title again uh need for no it's not need for speed it is uh what the heck is the name la club midnight club yeah midnight club la Remix. Nice. Matt Bandy, did you play a game? Yeah, uh, I played uh, Sydney Hunter and the Mayans Curse. Ooh. 
Um, that's from Collector Vision Games, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. What, what did you play that on? I played it on my Switch, and I've played it on handheld mode only. Okay, so you're kind of cheating, but I'm going to mm-hmm. allow it because it's the last CC Portable ever. Matt Bandy, are you ready for the three questions of Doom? Yes. Question number one. Is this a good portable game? No. <laughs> it's, 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 so it's a, it's a good game, but, uh, it's a little long to be playing on the, uh, only in handheld mode. Uh, I, after a while I start getting an ulnar nerve palsy in my, 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 my hands start to go tingly and numb. I got to shake them out. So uh, ideally it would be better played on, on console. So, or maybe just that, maybe just the, uh, uh, a fault of the switch from how it's how it's designed and to be held that way for so long. So, but uh, um, it's better as a uh, playing on a console. And for those who may not know uh, or be familiar with this game, it is a homebrew game from this uh, kind of plucky upstart company called Collector Vision Games. Um, it's a kind of a Metroidvania meets Indiana Jones with kind of a friendly cartoon vibe. Um, I've got to play a little bit of it, and it uh, it is fun. I, I did enjoy the little bit I got to play. Question number two, Matt Bandy, does this game or should this game belong in your collection? Yeah, if you're a fan of um, Metroidvania, eight um, bit uh, action platformers, yeah, it's a fun game. It's uh, the difficulty starts kind of easy, and then it ramps up uh, nice. Uh, I like that. Um, a steady incline in, in difficulty. So, yeah, it's a good game. I'd say recommend it. Question number three out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I would say four out of five. Four out of five. Yep. Very good. Well, all right. Uh, does anyone, oh my goodness, does anyone want to do it to me? Curtis, what have you played this month? Oh, I did not see this coming. I just, wow, I am not prepared. Uh, I played Super Mario uh, Land 2, The Legend of the Six Coins or something, or mm-hmm. Secret of the Six Coins. You know, yeah, one of those things. All right. And uh, first question, I think, is, uh, is this a good handheld game? Is that the first one? Uh, it is. It is. Game. It's a good. It is a good portable game. It does. I love when Game Boy games, especially, do this. It has uh, an auto save feature, so when you complete a level, boom, it's logged. You don't have to go save it. No passwords. It's just there. So if you, you know, shut it off quick, you can come right back to it and and pick it up where you left off. I love that feature. It's it, not enough Game Boy games utilize that. All right. What's the second question? <laughs> uh, should this game belong in your collection? Or should this game belong in your collection? Curtis? Absolutely. I, you know, I put off playing any of the Mario games for the Game Boy um, just because I feel like they're, what, what are we going to say that hasn't been said? They're, they're Mario games. They're amazing. Um, they're all unique and fun in their own way, to be honest. Uh, the first one has some shooter levels, which you don't really see in Mario games. The second one is very much like Super Mario World boiled down onto a Game Boy game. Great graphics. And then the third one is actually the first Wario Land game, which I think is the best of the three. Hmm. And that's, that's my hot take right there. That Wario Land game is really fun. That's a good one. Okay, Curtis, give us a, uh, a review, a rating out of five stars. 
Um, playing it again, because I have played this in the past, although I never beat it, uh, I, I found that this time um, it was a little too easy. Hmm. I I wanted a little bit more challenge. It must be the, really easy then. It's it's pretty easy. Like I racked up lives, and not that any of the platforming Mario games are particularly difficult. Um, maybe the NES ones are probably like the hardest ones. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I, the graphics out of control. Introduces Wario for the first time. Awesome. Um, the the uh, uh, power ups. The power-ups with the uh, the bunny ears, awesome, really fun. Uh, really like the space levels where you're kind of floating around, um, different physics. But yeah, overall, just kind of a little too easy. I would have liked a little bit more challenge. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. So wow, fours all around. Fours all around. Good. There you go. So three games to check out. I'm gonna give before we end. I'm gonna give a shout out. Hey, uh, Duke from Retro Nonsense, jumping in at the very end. We said nothing but terrible things about you, so go back and uh, watch this later. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna. I want to thank you guys, Kevin and Mr. Matt Bandy, for joining me. Um, I could think of five other people that would probably be better than you, but I'm glad I got you two. We were available, so you were available. You know, and that's the that's the that's the thing. So, well, but thank you seriously for uh, coming on and, and doing this with me. Well, thanks for doing it. It's been, it's been a good time. And uh, like I said, just think about bringing the show back once in a while. What the heck? Why? You never know. I'll do a, a retro rejects style reunion. Wait, who? Yeah. Well, don't do it. Yeah. What is that? You just record and never actually produce. <laughs> oh, <is> that- <laughs> I'll release it like a year later. Something like that. Um, make sure, by the way, you check out, uh, Kevin buried on Mars. He's got tons of stuff. What do you want to plug? Oh, nothing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, and Matt Bandy, he's just a, he's just around, man. He's just around. I'm around. He's around. Um, definitely check out if you haven't Cartridge Club at cartridgeclub.org. You can jump on the forums or the Discord. It's a great community where I met these two gentlemen, and there's plenty more. Uh, you can talk about games, movies. It's it's really branching out, and it's becoming um, much more than what it just began as, which was a book club for video games. And uh, I'm I'm really happy to see it still thriving all these years later. I feel uh, blessed to be a part of it. You know, have input with CC Portable for these uh, last three years, and uh, it's been a good run. So I'm gonna leave it with that. Uh, thank you guys for playing along. And CC unites. Well, I've told you once, and I've told you twice.